What up, nerds? TJ and Scott here with the Raising Nerd Podcast, talking about our favorite nerd topics and how raising little nerds of our own is better than a finale. How you doing, Scott? Mm, good. <laughs> oh, well, we are having the time of our lives in uh, nerddom. Yes. Uh, I understand the Kenobi series has just wrapped. Hallelujah. Yep, so we've got that to look forward to. The Ahsoka series is supposed to be starting soon. And uh, Boba Fett, I hear, is probably done, is the rumor. Yeah. They might be pulling him back for the occasional, uh, uh, what do they call it when they bring him back for a little spotlight thing? Reshoot. Reshoots or reframes or whatever they do. Uh, Follow-ups. Dang it. I keep getting the word. It comes into my head and then disappears right as fast. (laughs) Uh, pickups. Pickups. So just little things that they need. It's kind of like Peter Jackson when he needed Sam's hand to come into the frame holding Sting when Frodo's being wrapped up by Shelob. Uh-huh. That was Peter Jackson's hand and arm. Right on. Because it was an afterthought. It was a, oh we, oh, we should have his hand come into the scene. Like, oh, I'll do that. So he just comes in and <laughs> it's like, all right, there you go. Sweet. Awesome. Take it. All right. <laughs> Fooled me. Right? Yeah, you wouldn't oh. even tell. And it was on a green screen. It wasn't even part of the original shot. Huh. Yeah, that's how good they were. Wow. I was just th- talking about it today with some uh, guys at work. They said, oh, what didn't you like about The Hobbit? And I think it's because it felt like it was trying to be Lord of the Rings. Mm. Like all like the shots were the same. And I, I think I was just tired. I think I wanted something fresh. Right. Not that I'm tired of Lord of the Rings. I can watch that every day, but I know it. Yeah. And when he'd do the big sweeping shot, it's like, okay, I've already seen this before. You're just doing the same thing. And then I explained to him why that happened is because Guillermo Guillermo del Toro was supposed to be the director. And he backed out really late in the project. And the studio said, well, either, well, we need somebody to do it. And Peter Jackson's like, I don't know anybody else who can do it. Said, well, either we get somebody to do it or it doesn't get done and we scrap the project. Uh And Peter Jackson stepped in and said, well, if that's the case, I'll just do it. And that's why it feels tired to me. Hmm. Or that's not why it feels tired to me. But that explains to me why it feels the way it does to me. Fair enough. Um... But the original Lord of the Rings, it holds up really well. I mean, you can kind of see through some of the graphics now, some of it. But for the most part, it looks fantastic. It's amazing. It's kind of like, and and going from Lord of the Rings to Hobbit is like Star Wars to me. Like going from the original trilogy to the prequels. With the Lord of the Rings, they had a limited budget. They had to do as much practical as possible. And they started their own digital studio because they couldn't afford to hire anybody else to do it. <laughs> right. They started Weta Digital because they couldn't do it any other way. Uh, yeah. And they started Weta Workshop because they couldn't hire anybody, any company to make the stuff. It was so much less expensive um, just to do it themselves, just like George Lucas. And so they made do and they f- tried to make it work and they had to fix stuff and they got better as they went. And the movies got bigger and bigger in scope as they went. So, I mean, it all progressed perfectly, in my opinion. But then when you had The Hobbit, there was, like, they decided to go all digital and use 3D 
and do the 3D characters, which meant Ian McKellen had issues on set, on set because he couldn't be filmed with the people. Mm-hmm. He couldn't react. Like, he was able to respond to people using the forced perspective stuff. And he just pretended they were shifted over 10 feet or whatever. And that's a yeah. lot easier to do than to just walk through an empty set looking at marker points and saying your lines. And he had an earpiece in, I think, where he could hear them saying their lines. But if you can't see people and you don't know where they are and you're not... It's harder. It was really hard. And he broke down at one point. And this is not they had to... acting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> And I think that's where Peter Jackson got a little off the rails a little bit, is that he went so far digitally, just like George Lucas in the prequels. You get, you get drunk on special effects when they're readily available and easy to come by. Yeah, yeah, you do, and it seems like it's might be easier manageable wise because you could just fix it in post. Do it how you want it, you know. It's yeah, like right. Okay, yeah, I yeah. need you to do this, and okay, you not go over here. It's like we could just. This is how I want it done, and it's done. And that's why I think Mandalorian Season 1 was awesome, is because they were so restricted. Yeah. And then Season 2 had to be filmed during COVID, and so you get a lot more, you know, intimate interactions between characters. There's no really big, huge battle. Like, Mandalorian Season 1, you had all the stormtroopers. Yeah. You had the big battle at the end, and Season 2 doesn't really have that. Like, you have the dark troopers and Luke, but it's... But he's going through the thing, like hitting one or two at a time. So the yeah. restrictions tend to make it better in a yeah. lot of ways. And I th- and I think that's maybe where we get lost a little bit, is when you remove all those restrictions, uh, whether it be budget or technology available or whatever, it, it struggles. But Mando Season 2, filmed during COVID, like you suddenly brought it close and brought the characters close and... I think it yeah. worked really well. <laughs> I think they did really well. Uh, although, after I watched that Warp Zone of Loki... Oh. That's funny. Uh, I watched the uh, I watched one where it was Mandalorian sitting down after season two, uh-huh. renegotiating his contract. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, well, uh, I gotta tell you, my back kind of hurts. He's like, what are you talking about? It's like... Well, from carrying all of Star Wars and Disney Plus for two years. It's like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the guy just lays into him and he's like, oh, do you not know what's happening? Dude, we used your second season as a backdoor pilot for three other shows. Like, you're not even that important. You had no character growth in this entire show. And he says, oh, but but I, I learned to trust people that I didn't before. He's like, already did that in season one. <laughs> Like, oh, but I was able to bring a team together and show how I became became a better person. It's like, season one. <laughs> it's like, literally the only thing that that you had character growth-wise is that you were willing to show your face, turn your back on everything you knew. <laughs> that was literally all that you had. <laughs> we are starting three new shows. The Boba Fett show, Ahsoka, and now we're doing Obi-Wan as well. And he wasn't even in your show. <laughs> <laughs> We just wanted to know if it'd work. And it did. <laughs> and it totally worked. Look at this. The Ahsoka episode. Awesome. Great. Oh, my heck. But he had a line in in this little fake thing. Uh-huh. He said, okay, the Ahsoka episode, 100% best episode ever. You know, 10 out of 10. The Boba Fett episode, 10 out of 10. Then, probably the most incredible character-driven building moment, one of the best 
character development and character episodes ever, 8 out of 10. <laughs> and and probably one of the best performances in all of Star Wars by Bill Burr. <laughs> it's like, 8 out of 10. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's like, and that's how I felt. Too. Like, he was, like, trying to throw in the amazing praise that he has for that episode uh-huh. that I do as well. But... It gets an 8 out of 10, even though it's, like, one of the greatest episodes of Mando, <laughs> in my opinion. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I was it was different. It was very different. Like, we had the Ahsoka high, then we had the Boba Fett high, and then we have Bill Burr on a, on a truck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's like, okay, it brought it down a little bit, but at the same time, I was still, I went into it hoping for something amazing. And I barely got anything I was expecting. Yeah. But I walked out of it going, that was great. Uh-huh. Like, it met my expectations, even though it was completely different than what I expected. Yeah. It met all the expectations of what I'd hoped. And I think it's because Mando took his helmet off for the first time. Yeah. And we're feeling that stress there. We see uh, uh, Mayfield get redeemed in yeah. a lot of ways. Why he left. He blows up the whole freaking refinery. <laughs> like, that was great. And then for everybody second, compliments him on his shot. Guy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Fantastic episode. Like, if he doesn't come back, it's going to hurt. Yeah. And I know they set it up that he never has to come back. Right. But I love his character. Like, if I ever find out Bill Burr's coming oh, like, well, to you know, Utah, it's like, I'll, I'll go to his comedy show and I'll sit through his foul mouth so that I can go up at the end and get his autograph on, like, a Lego figure or something. Yeah. It's like, can you sign my Mando? <laughs> Because seriously, yeah. he was awesome. He was that good. I put up with the garbage that he's... <laughs> he's, he's a foul mouth, horrible person. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to language and, and uh, just talking about dirty stuff. But he did great. He did. And uh, it was fantastic. And so I thought it was funny how they threw it into that Warp Zone thing. Where how, how what an amazing episode that was. And everybody gave it like an 8 out of 10. Eight out of ten. <laughs> it's like... Amazing, awesome. And then the Ahsoka episode, like, I watched it and I was like, "Ah, okay. I had a hard time getting over her headdress thing. Yeah, you've talked about that. That was hard. But, (laughs) so that kind of set me back a ways. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately. I didn't care. Yeah, I know. And she was still awesome. She was amazing. My my issue with her was her lethargic. She just wasn't the heavy lightsaber. I I thought she would be. Yeah. She didn't do such acrobatic jumps and stuff that yes. she did in this cartoon, but it's, you know, it's, a, but it's cartoon. a cartoon. You can do a lot in animation. Yeah. And when you think back, she actually was quite quite athletic and quite energetic yeah. in the episode. Oh, yeah. She jumped over that tree to pull Mando up over it and yeah. stuff. And it's like, when you look back, you can go, oh, there were, there were a few moments, but they were very isolated. And, yes. and we expect her to be so much more acrobatic. Very nimble. So I get that. Uh, and then the Boba Fett episode, like, that knocked it out of the park for yeah, me. Yeah, I remember texting it, it was every, you. I yeah. te- called you or texted me. You texted me. Ahsoka, nothing compared to this next episode. Oh, yeah, that You're hyped like, me up what? so bad. It's like, and then just, just, and then I watched it, and I see the Slave One come on screen, and it was immediately like, like oh my rating boy. scale immediately <laughs> topped out at the highest possible. That's what I did. I'm like, <laughs> that ship is coming. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's somebody coming. Oh, crap. The Empire's already here. Man, they tracked him. I know that ship. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No way. No way, no way, no way, no way, no way, no way. That's Boba Fett's starship. (laughs) That's Boba Fett's... Oh, no one said that, actually. No. Literally, no one said, oh, my gosh, Boba Fett's starship. (laughs) 
It was, oh my gosh. Slave one. It's slave one. <laughs> I'm just going to say it as egregiously as possible. Not only that, but like this, this ship, I'm calling it the glaive. And when I was typing all the stuff in to, uh, to save it, I was typing in glaive one. <laughs> like the whole time. Like glaive one. Glaive one. Suck that. Disney. <laughs> like literally there are two ships that everybody knows the name of. Well, wow, okay, three now because of the Razor Crest. <laughs> there's the Millennium Falcon, there's the Razor Crest, and there's Slave One. Like more obscure nerds know the names of all the other ships and stuff, but yeah. for crying out loud, <laughs> Slave One is like the Tentive Four. A lot of people call it the Rebel Blockade Runner. Yeah, but Lego calls it the Tentive Four. It's never called that on screen. Yes, I finally found. I found another one. I found another inconsistency with them saying, "Oh, we're all, we're going to this nomenclature the entire time now." It's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're just you called it the Razor Crest. Here's the thing, though. Just the if you're just changing it because you don't want to be, just own it and say that. Just own it, right? It's like we don't want to call it Slave One. People will be ticked, but we're already ticked. So just have a backbone and say. We just want to change. We just don't. We just don't like. We don't like it the name slave, slave so like, we're changing it. Okay, at least you. At least you own it, right? Instead of you trying to hide it, and come up with like backdoor excuses and excuses if after you're the not fact. Consistent, exactly. Because you're not consistent with it. You're like, so you're just now straight up lying to us. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like, you, you don't have the courage to. You you get a little bit of goodwill by bringing Slave One into the Mandalorian, and then you change its name arbitrarily. And then lie to us about it. It's like, oh, no, it reminds us that, oh, you're still dirtbags. No. <laughs> you're still the dirtbags that made the sequel trilogy. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. I Back to the sequel trilogy. <laughs> I think the sequel trilogy has become our Gorkoresh. It has. It has it sneaks its way in there every Every, every freaking time. <laughs> oh, goodness. Like I haven't heard that. Cyclops. Now, now, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Long time. Oh, no, he's not dead. <laughs> of course me. I know. He's me. <laughs> I did like that about Star about the first about episode four. There wasn't there wasn't forced drama like that. Yeah. About whose identity is it. <gasps> well who is it? And, who, until who? it came to Darth Vader. But at the same time nobody had a clue that that's who he was. No yeah. It, it was a it reveal, but it wasn't a mind. dramatic like, like, who is episode he? Seven who is starts his with real name? Han Solo, the whole thing is like, you can't deny what your family It's like, okay, they're laying in real thick his like parentage and his lineage here. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, sure. okay, okay, whatever. But yeah, that episode four was like... Yeah. Oh, no, of course I know him. He's me. Like, at yeah, first he says... I want. He said he belongs to an Obi-Wan Kenobi. Do you know anybody of that name? And it takes him back for a second. He's like, wow, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. And so he's just like coming to grips with the fact like, that somebody called him that. That's right, that's my and then name. Luke is like, well, do, do, do you know him? Uncle Ben says he's or dead. Is... <laughs> oh, no, he's oh, not, not dead. dead. <laughs> oh, so you, know you do him? know him? <laughs> well, of course <laughs> I know him. He's me. me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's a very even and thoughtful progression of the dialogue. Yeah. Like, for a second, Luke doesn't understand and asks some follow-up questions. And Obi-Wan... Yeah. Plays with it just for a second, but then he's like, "Well, no, I, I know him. He's me." Yeah, I I'm Obi Wan. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, Ben or uh, Owen says he's dead. <laughs> like, oh no, he's not dead. He's not dead. He's, he's oh, you know him? Dead. Well, of course yeah, I know. He's me. He's me. <laughs> like, really? How many Kenobis do you think exist out in this <laughs> desert? Yeah. 
like I think Family Guy made fun of that once as oh, well yeah? in, in their spoof of it. They said, he says he belongs to an old Obi-Wan Kenobi. I wonder if he's related to old Obi-Wan Kenobi over in the desert. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, I wonder. It's yeah. possible. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Probably not. Really? You think so? <laughs> Could be. I don't know. Oh my goodness, that was fun. So, yeah. did you like the Bad Batch ending? Well, uh, I liked it, yeah. It was way downplayed from what I was hoping for. Yeah, there wasn't really as much... I think episode one was just so like, boom, boom, boom. It was like... It was awesome. I thought it was going to top it off the same way. Yeah, and it and didn't. It, didn't. it didn't. kept it really... Like, nothing happened. That's the thing, too. Like, after I I finished it, I was like... It's like episode wow, six that of was, Loki. Like, that was cool, nothing happened. Nothing happened. They, it took them the whole episode to, to get, get to the through ship. the two? That, that's it? That's all that's going on in this episode? Yeah. Okay, that's I mean, it. there's maybe some Good, good character development. Like, I, I, I started to kind of feel when AZ, AZ started powering down. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, but, right. And then Omega opens the tube and I go, you're so stupid. I know, it's like, the, <laughs> that's what happens when you let a child make the decisions. I'm like, how come I'm starting to relate more to Crosshair? <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> is that bad? Yeah, and I then Crosshair like saves her, which, hey, you know what? As much as I think Omega was really stupid for opening the pod and going after AZ, the fact that it led to the opportunity for Crosshair to save her was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And he... See, this is what I don't like about the bad guys in Star Wars, so they're very one-dimensional. Yeah. Like, Crosshair is getting some dimension, but you know he's just going to turn back to the Bad Batch at some point. He's just going to join him back again leave the Empire. Because the Empire's going to hose him. Like they the already have. Something. Like they already do, every time. That's what Hunter told him. They may they, take him into custody as soon as they find him. They may just kill him. Yeah. I mean, they won't because it's season two. But... <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, why, why, why is that? Money. Oh, yeah, money. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like money. Ooh, I like money. Uh, yeah, money that's why they're tight. not just going to be like, well, there's a survivor and it's a clone, so let's just off him. Oh, yeah, for sure, right? But because like, there's a season no, it's two. Crosshair. It'll definitely There'll be. be some drama about him coming back and having to explain what happened. I do like his theme, though. His theme song. Just the... Yeah, no. Great job on that. I do like that. I'm. This season wasn't great for me. Didn't like, no? Well, I mean, look at what we did for the podcast. We didn't even cover, like, half of the episodes. It wasn't, like yeah, it wasn't really worth There wasn't much covering. to cover. There were, there were, I mean, and maybe we'll wait to <laughs> we see We were what, falling asleep. We'll see what Dave says. But <laughs> uh, although we're also tired and we're very physical yeah, jobs. <laughs> we'll see what, if these fluff pieces, because a lot of them felt like fluff pieces. A lot of them did. They probably aren't. I think one that I want to go back and watch is the Bounty Hunter one again with Cad Bane oh, at so the bad. facility. Uh, with him and Fennec That was cool. That was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, but again, it just it becomes a a question. Yeah. Of what what were they doing here? What was really happening? What are they setting up? If anything, um, did you hear anything about the end of Bad Batch? The place that um, Lama Sue Nalase ended up. At? Oh, Thrawn. Mara Jade. Mara Jade? Really? In the expanded universe, there's a place that looks exactly like that. That? Yeah. That had a secret cloning facility, and it's where Mara Jade is. 
Oh, so well, like they have the cloner, maybe, and they're going to be doing some experiments. Maybe Mara Jade's going to... Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if this is all part of the long plot to f- explain how Palpatine came back. I'm sure that's what they're doing. I'm sure it is, because they're going to do the cloning thing. They're going to then I lead mean, into Baby Yoda after the Empire, and it's all going to tie together. It, it is, and I'm eager to see how they do it, because like, for me, I, I, the more I think about it, you know, I'm back at the sequel, I'm like, yeah. Snoke, why? Yeah. If he's a failed clone experiment, why didn't they just off him? Yeah. Why use him as a puppet? Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. And he had a whole bunch of them. So what? Right? What is going on? Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's... I heard there was a Thrawn connection to that mountain as well. Is there? Yeah. yeah well, yes, yes, because Expanded Universe, that's where it's introduced in the book with Thrawn. Okay. I believe. Because he was an expanded universe that they brought into, I want to say, there were books about him before he was in Rebels. They brought him from the expanded universe into Rebels. That makes sense. Which, really cool. I thought that was fantastic. And the fact that Dave Filoni is trying to bring him back into canon even more. Yeah. And he's going to bring him back into the After the Empire stuff, which is where he was originally created. Yeah. For the Heir to the Empire stuff and whatnot. It's like, oh my gosh. Dave Filoni, you sly dog. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he really does. There's a few of the episodes of Bad Batch where I was like, I know you're kind of just like fan servicing us right now. I, I mean, I'm not upset, but like a little more story might be nice. Yeah, a little more like, There are a few things I'm like, oh yeah, it's. I'm trying to think of it, but I can't remember. Yeah. I, maybe it was Gregor. I was like, oh yeah. hey, yeah, Gregor, but you did nothing with him, so... Yeah, and then at the end of the thing, oh, I left him with. I left him with Sid, with which Sid. she didn't like that. And I'm like, that's it. That that's Why our goodbye to Gregor. Why would you leave him with Sid? Like what? We're not gonna see Rex. Like pick her, pick him up or something. Like right? Where's Rex? That, that's basically all I said. <laughs> the whole time it was every time. Rex? What's Rex doing? Where's Rex? <laughs> Ooh, Rex. Ooh, Rex. Cool. Yay! Oh, he's gone. <laughs> oh, now he's gone. He's got to go. Why does he have to go? What's happening? Oh Can yeah, right. Just watch Rex. Well, and then I compare that. Oh damn it to the sequel trilogy. <laughs> Compare that to Maz Kanata in 8 when she was in that battle in the <sighs> labor dispute. Labor dispute, you don't want to hear about it. Like, actually, we do. Actually, that is a little more interesting than what's happening where we are. <laughs> that sounds really cool. <laughs> what what is really happening? Awesome. Can we cut to right. Maz Kanata and see what she's doing? Right. I'd really it, like it, to see her in a fight. It kind of felt very similar to that. Yeah. Where it's like, Rex is like undercover and stuff. He's like cloaked, he's hiding, he's cloak so sneaking cool. around. <sighs> so fun. If I could bring back one piece of clothing that people don't wear today, it'd be uh, cloaks. Cloaks. I wonder why people wore cloaks back in the day. Probably for a little bit of warmth. A little bit, but they were like, like completely blanket. open, so it didn't really... You know, coats and stuff really kind of revolutionized. Yeah. It made cloaks yeah, unnecessary, true. but it was like, it looks so cool. Just yeah. the ties at the top, and you just, just imagine myself walking and just like... Flowing, so oh, heck so yeah. Cool. Well, you look at Krennic. He looked amazing. You look at Darth Vader. He looked amazing. Yeah. Palpatine wore a bathrobe, so I wouldn't consider that the same. Yeah. Uh, the Jedi had <laughs> robes, oh, but they were kind of cloaks. They were, they were cloaks. Well, yeah, they were cloaks that they wore on over their robes. Exactly. I mean, think about it. When Darth Maul like, pulls his hood off around. in episode one, you're like, ooh. Oh, yeah. Darth Maul, he wore a cloak. Exactly. 
and even his like sleeveless cloak that he had that was basically like just a hood because he was shirtless too in Rebels. I was like, you look so cool. Oh yeah. It was like cloaks are awesome. It's like, like a if, cut off sleeve cloak. It's yeah. Like, I'm like, if okay, I could bring back cool. <laughs> one article of clothing and have everyone continue to wear it, it would be cloaks because they look yeah. so cool. I would. I know Batman. They say he wears a cape, but in a lot of ways, it's a cloak. Yeah. The way that he wears it when it when his his arms are hidden and it's it's over him. It's a cloak. And it turns into it turns him into the statuesque character. Yeah. It's very much a cloak. Well, yeah. Look at cloak with cloak and dagger. Oh yeah. He's super cool in his right. cloak. And it's a cape. It yeah. looks more like a cape. It's, it's, yeah. it's a cape it with a hood, have, which I think have is. Armholes. <laughs> I think pretty much that's kind of what a cloak is, right? It's a cape with a hood. Done. I think that's what it is. Perfect. I love it. It's Cape of the Hood. That's so, official. That's why... He solved it. <laughs> that's why Batman <laughs> looks like he has a cloak, because he has a mask, a hood. Yes, it has the... The, the cowl. Hood, the cowl. That looks... Hoodish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kylo no, Ren has a hood. He's got a cloak. Yes. Cloaks. That's Darth what, Vader's cloak. If I could pick a cloak, yeah. I, I would pick cloaks. Uh, so cool. don't, no, Darth Vader's is... No, Darth he just has a cape, a cape, but he has like a helmet. Batman's, so he's it, got the helmet, so it gives that appearance. Yeah, exactly. Of darkness and shrouding, secrecy. Yeah. Because when people wear cloaks, they don't want to be seen. Yes. You want to Why keep do people hidden. wear capes? Because they look cool. Yeah, they do look cool. They do look cool. Unfortunately, that's cool. also not socially acceptable anymore. You go to the store in a in a cape, people are like, <laughs> "What the heck is wrong with this dude?" Dude, if you wore a cloak, though, people would be like, that's cool. I know, right? <laughs> that's right. You look up Cloaks are cool. Capes are lame. Right? That's what I thought. But... <laughs> Gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> I don't even remember how we got here. Oh, Rex's Rex. cloak. <laughs> Rex looks awesome. Rex's cloak. The fact that Rex is not in Bad Cape Bad Hood. Hood. Yeah. I know we got, like, you know, him in all of season yeah. seven, but still. Well, more. I think, I don't know. I want to give Bad Batch the benefit of the doubt because every single first season of these shows has struggled. That's true. A little bit. And the first season of Rebels was a little slower, Rebels, a little more kiddie. Clone Wars. Clone Wars, also the Resistance. Same. Resistance struggle. Season two picked season up. Season two was, season two definitely picked up. And yeah, you called it last time. Niku at the end was one of my favorite characters. Right. Even though he was pretty annoying to He's, start with. Oh yeah, I was like, I can't stand this. Oh, By the end it was again? like... Oh, that's cool. Even like, um, Kaz was amazing by the end. Yeah. They Which is really sad, because like, then he finally got interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, and then I was gone. Because we, we don't... I, I think some people have hit it on the head where we don't want to watch characters that are bad at things. Yeah. Unless they get better. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're okay to watch Spider-Man get better at using his powers. Yeah. But we like watching strong characters become stronger. We don't like necessarily watching characters that are struggling with everything all the time yeah which the first season Kaz was completely incompetent the whole time yeah and you're like what is going on and then the whole thing with Tam I'm like this is just a miscommunication nightmare yeah like what are you guys doing just tell her like there's so many opportunities where it's like just say it yeah say it (laughs) like when she's going over to join the first order it's like Tam they killed a bunch of people. Tam, they tried to kidnap Aunt Z. That's why she hasn't been around for Where do you think month. she's at? She's been kidnapped. Aunt Z was kidnapped by the First Order. We helped her escape. What are you doing? Come on, the guys. The fact that they're willing to just, like, shoot us. 
and kill us right now with like no question yeah. that should you know fire off a warning flag don't you think yeah that they were willing to talk to her that they didn't just immediately start shooting it's like uh, and the first order kept doing these wrong things and in the end she's like oh my gosh they are the bad guys it's like duh yeah it was right in front of you the whole time like and that's it is because we haven't found the person who actually believes in the empire who's trying to do good yeah but Star Wars isn't about that. Star Wars has never been about that. It's about good it's about versus money. evil. Wait, I mean, it's about good. It's about making evil. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the original George Lucas said it was a classic tale of good versus evil, and you can't have somebody on the evil side that has a conscience. You can't be. You can't. You can't have a good person on the evil side. That's why the stormtroopers are faceless. Yeah, which it's ironic because now that we've talked about that, I struggle with everything. When I watch a movie and a bunch of bad guys get killed, I'm like, that dude might have just been trying to feed his family. Oh, yeah. He just killed him. One of the biggest ones for me was uh, Iron Man 3. Yes. When, yeah. With the guys in I'm the like, room. Whoa, he's, he's like, just like, kill you, then kill you. And then that guy comes and he's like, whoa, this is not worth what they pay me. It's like, oh, God, not everybody was like, like that. Whoa, this. You just killed four people and they were all in the exact same situation as this dude. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, now I'm just like. like you disarm them, stun them or something. It's like, do you really want to do this? Mm -hmm. You really want to find an Avenger? You've got a little pew pew pistol. And I've got a freaking suit of armor. You, you want to do this? <laughs> yeah. <it's>, no. <laughs> yeah, anything I want. Even does. like, uh, and the, the, the issue now is that, you know, so I play Destiny, right? Yeah, yeah. And we're in a season right now where usually a species that's very commonly known to kill you and attack you, mm -hmm. you're harboring a clan, a group of them. They're good. Like they, they never okay. attacked humans. They're, they're. It's it's the Tari. Yeah. Target. Yeah. And so I'm like, wait a sec. Are they all like this? Are even the monsters that I see misunderstood? <laughs> so totally questioning that. Like, great. Now I can't kill anything. Like, <laughs> and in the movies I watch, it's like even if it's like monsters, it's like, but what are they doing it for? Yes. Like, yeah, what are the motivations? Now, creatures because... like the white spikes, for example. Yeah, they just they made them scary enough that it was like yeah, just kill and it. bad enough. Kill they're, the they're animalistic. <laughs> it was just to kill. They yeah, the whole point that, was to like... kill and breed. They they had no higher intelligence. Exactly, and that's... they were intelligent, but they didn't have a higher purpose yes. or intelligence. They didn't they, have they that just conscience, that uh, deductive reasoning. Right. Which you know, in Destiny, this people that we've saved has now given them that. Because before I was like, oh, they're just, you know, creatures that are trying to, you know, take yeah. over. Yeah, it's kind of like the, the like, flood from uh, Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, now they, okay, they have like uh -oh. <laughs> consciences. Am, am, am I Hitler? Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I go through and I just. Did I just commit genocide against an innocent people? Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> great. But, you know, the stormtroopers, it's like, they're just doing their job. A lot of them are. A lot of them are brainwashed. Yeah. Or indoctrinated. It's like they don't know any difference. Yeah. And, exactly. and they are they are brainwashed they to be into believing enemy. this is, and they have to be faceless, or it's going to affect faceless us. Faceless CG army. Yep. And and I don't think that's what Star Wars wanted to do. That's never no, what they said. They just... wanted to show a good guy triumphing over evil. Yeah. And in order for that evil to exist, it has to be evil. Yeah. It can't have degrees of good or bad. It has to be evil. 
Kylo Ren has to be the bad guy, and if he is redeemed at the end, he has to have a total change of heart for whatever reason. Why, why did he do that? Because he got stabbed. Because he got, oh, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> he got stabbed and then healed. He got stabbed and then right healed it. Okay. Um, and it was good. Because no. she killed Kylo Ren. But ben Honestly, that's alive. okay. I, I am actually okay with that if it, like, so, <laughs> okay. in Yu-Gi-Oh, the All first right. season of Yu-Gi-Oh, like, the very couple first ever, so Yu-Gi, the main character, goes against Kaiba, okay. who is bad at the yes. time. He has Blue Eyes, White Dragon. Yu-Gi has Exodia. When he, Yu-Gi, and in the game, when you get all five pieces of Exodia, and when you play it against people, you automatically win. Okay. Which basically happens in the show, too. He summons Exodia and completely obliterates the Blue Eyes. But he also, like, obliterates Kaiba. And you see that it was actually... Kaiba had, like, an evil spirit hmm. that got obliterated when Yugi won, and now he's not this bad guy anymore. He was. And so then it's him trying to, like, redeem himself. Okay. Because he wasn't bad. So he wasn't bad. It was like he had a that corruption. Because later in the episode, you f- he fights... Like, that entity fights Kaiba, and so he has to kind of fight himself. Interesting. But the point is, it's that that shift <laughs> of, like, if, say, Kylo Ren, that was a duality, where Ben was there, but Kylo Ren was there, and it seemed like, in this, which was, it's fine, Ben is telling himself, I am Kylo Ren. Yeah. I'm not Ben Right. And then as things progressed, it became, you know, I am now Ben. I did I did see some stuff talking about the fact that a lot of people believe Han killed himself. Mm. Because it yes. would make it so that there was nothing Kylo could ever do to fully turn to the dark. Interesting. Okay. Because um, if he had, he would have destroyed the last piece of light in him. Yes. But by Han doing it himself he took away Kylo's chance to turn all the way yeah. took away Ben's opportunity to turn all the way to the dark side Yeah, and I thought that was interesting if only they would have explored that in the movie yeah they didn't, they didn't. <laughs> that would have made it, it interesting definitely Kylo Ren stabbing him no no it definitely does because Han is totally surprised yeah he that's no a face of surprise as you get run through yeah and then the the face touching tenderness well that was sad it was sad extremely sad and then they brought it back really well in nine. I thought they did. There were a lot of parts, and this is what this is what I think we, we really tried to come across is, is that we love parts yes. of every Star Wars. Oh yeah. There are also parts that we don't love of every uh-huh. Star Wars. I mean, I don't think there's a single person in the world who likes the romance between Anakin and Padme in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it's like that's heavy. the part I get up and go to the bathroom. That's the part where I go up and get some more snacks. That's right. That's the part where I check my phone, <laughs> waiting for the next cool part to come on the yeah, screen. Yeah. Where's the lightsaber? <laughs> yeah, where are the lightsabers? Are we going to Geonosis yet? Are we going to Geonosis yet? Uh, going to no. Tatooine? Going to Tatooine? No. Yet? Okay, now we're moving. Okay. Oh, ooh, ooh, here we go. Um, <laughs> True. So there are parts that we love about all of them, and honestly, Han coming back was one of the one of the highlights of Episode Nine. I love yeah. that. It was a surprise. I wasn't expecting it. Was. it. Especially because Harrison we Ford was so knew much what like. It was. He's I'm like, I'm never doing this, this again. It's like, so you saw him again, oh, you're like, you slide dog. You came back. 
as much as you hate Star Wars, you're you're a sucker for it. He's like, well, I needed another yacht. Pretty much. I'm like, how much did they pay him oh. for those five minutes? Oh, he came in for one day. Oh yeah, for one day of that shooting. That might have been one take. Uh, I'll come I don't in, think so. I'll do they this, never do it in one I'm take gone. anymore. J.J. Abrams doesn't do one take. He does multiples. Fine, one day. One day. Half a one day. One day for sure. One he came day. for half a day. It'd be a full day. Still went to, to the dinner, dressed. though. To... Oh, yeah. No, he went to craft services. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he gets there. He comes up. That was a great scene. And a lot of people were freaking out about it. I unfortunately read somebody's review of it. Uh-huh. Very critical and full of potential spoilers, which turned out to be very much spoilers. Uh, but misinterpreted spoilers. Mm-hmm. Talking about how everybody's a force ghost now. Han's a force ghost. All these other people are force ghosts. I'm like, yeah, okay, I think you're full of garbage. And then I see the show and I'm like, oh, everything you said was correct, except that you were totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> On what it was. Han is not a force ghost. He's a memory because Kylo can't shake him. Yeah. And Luke told him that in episode eight. So that was awesome. Very well set up. I'll be always be Very with small you, story points like worked father. really well. Yeah. Yeah, just like your father. And I wanted Luke to haunt him for crying out loud. Said, I'll always be with you. Like your father. It's like, I wanted Luke well, and Han now? to show up in the same scene <laughs> once you see that, in the freaking trilogy. <laughs> did you see that mental battle as Kylo Ren constantly sees Luke and Han as he's trying to do stuff? Yeah. And he like turns and awesome. there they are. And he's just like, you know, like, get out of my head. Just yeah, completely tormented. Sure. That would have been cool. Yep. That would have been really neat. Too bad that's not the story we were force-fed. No. Um, again, when it came down to it, if, if I was J.J. Abrams and coming down and trying to end the trilogy, I would have faked everybody up. Yeah. I would have, and it would have caused a lot of hate. But they're already going to hate because it. Because I, I would have ended episode nine with not ending it. Right. And I would have made a ten. Well, see, the problem to is bookend the 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 saga. You have because yeah. you needed something huge and epic to end it, and I didn't I didn't feel like that. No, it didn't feel that way. And in the, and the, like the thing is, is they didn't end it. No, they kept playing. I think that's one of the things. It was no. like the end of a saga, and then it's like. But you didn't end it, especially when she says that she's Ray Skywalker. Now you're like, okay, and we're continuing. Yeah. Like that was garbage. We didn't end it. I would have, I would have been totally fine with the Skywalker line ending completely. We see the beginning of it with Shmi and Anakin, and then it goes all the way through the nine movies, and it actually ends Which at the it end. Does that would have been incredibly cool? She's not carrying on the Skywalker name, like the bloodline of Skywalker's gone. I know. I love the poetry, though, that it started with one and it started with and it ended with none. Yeah. Like, I, I liked that. I, I liked that it started with one and it ended with Kylo being the last of the Skywalkers and then he was gone and there was no one left. That's it. Like, I loved that idea. Yeah. And then when she says Skywalker, I'm like, wow. What? <laughs> but, Ray. Ray who? But. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Yeah, it's... The yellow lightsaber was interesting. Dude, I can't believe that promo image was real for... Uh, right? 
Yeah, I can't. Speaking of which, have you seen the, the new image? There's one image that's been released for the TV show for Lord of the Rings. Have you seen it? Yes, kind of. It's on cool. my phone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who's in the in the. I don't know either. Looks but they look cool. Like, and oh, uh, looks like Minas Tirith, but it might not be. I don't know. It seems be. too small. Yeah, but Minas I mean, Tirith we're is... thousands of years before. Oh, is that? I have no idea yeah. when it is. No, because they built it out of the mountainside, so it can't be Minas Tirith. But it could be, there are several other cities that have that same architecture. Uh, and so, so it's I'm before. guessing it's one of those. I'm guessing it's probably uh, Aragorn's lineage. The, mm. Whoever the king is at that time, thousands of years ago. Okay. Possibly with the sealer. I was talking about the guys, with the guys that work about it, that it was supposed to happen in the second age in Sauron's first rise to power, which is, you know, at the end of that second age is a sealer. With his father fighting on the steps of Mount Doom, and I would love that to be the end of the series. Like you end and and, but this time now you have all these different characters involved. Like you know the elves that are there, you know the men that are there, you know all the all the different races and all the different factions that are there. Yeah. And so it's more impactful. It'd be awesome. I love it. <laughs> right. I I'm totally a thousand percent on board for that being the finale, and yeah. it, like taking like six hours finale for that battle yeah because we we have to see where all these characters are and what happens to them and how they all die or how they live in some cases and the fall of a sealed or it'd be fun it would be it'd be fun we'll see <laughs> sorry i'm getting lucky? way too caught up huh that lucky i i doubt it they'll probably ruin it they're gonna shinar chronicles it Just accept it. But I, something deep inside me goes, you know they will. They're going to try to make it Game of Thrones. That's what sells. not Game of Thrones. It no, sells. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah, because cause Star Wars has all that garbage, and that's why they make all that money. Yeah. Because Lord of the Rings made all that money because they had all that garbage exactly. in it. Exactly. Wait. Oh, no, wait. It's not that. <laughs> Shannara Chronicles didn't sell. Oh, Shannara Chronicles bombed because of it. Yep. Because everybody walked in going, I love Shannara. What is it's full this? of garbage. What is this? What Who is the this? Heck? This has nothing to do with the book. It's completely different. It's like Aragorn. Aragorn. Yeah. Yeah. Aragorn. So much they could have done. Aragorn was a great... Ooh. Aragorn was a Aragorn great trilogy. Aragorn was a great trilogy. It was a great trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> High five, dude. You nailed it. You nailed it. Aragon was a great trilogy. <laughs> Weren't there four? No. Yep. My I mean, statement stands. <laughs> that, that last one more of an epilogue. Gosh, that last one was so messed up. Like, I, I saw where they were going, but they didn't finish it right. They didn't develop it. They didn't figure it out. Well, they went, whoops. Now what? Yeah, how do you stop that? Oh, uh, love. Love, mystical powers. L- love saved them. Love conquers all. That's the issue I have. If they had Day. set it up the entire time, that there was this power, the power of love was able to give them power beyond everything. It's like yes, okay, I can see where this is building. No, it's coming. But it it was a oh my gosh, I can't fix this. I can't resolve this story anymore. And rather than going back and finding a different path to it, where where Galbatorix is, is super close to finding out 
what the word is, what the name of the magic is. It's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. He's right there. He's about to figure it out. Like he, he has letters that he has figured out what the different letters are by learning the power of the letters when put together. Uh-huh. And But he's not quite there yet. He hasn't quite figured it out. And then... He hasn't nailed it down. And then... But then at the end, Aragorn figures it out. Yeah. And he commands... He commands the magic. And he's able to defeat him. There we go. That's cool. That's Done. great. But you gave him the power too soon. You you, you you solved it in a very convenient way. Yeah. Like, as they're attacking, suddenly he figured it out. Doesn't make sense. Or he doesn't use it until then? What? What? Yeah. What? It's a surprise. You lost. You lost before you got here. You, got, you lost when you got here. I figured it out right before you got here. It's over. Yep. You're done. Okay. Uh-uh. Love. Nope, love. Oh. Yeah, bad ending. Another bad ending to a bad series because they, they... I think the problem is he got so far in the writing and he loved this idea. He loved the idea of Gabaltorx figuring it out. Yeah. But it didn't make sense how to resolve it. I mean, how, you how can't you, fix it anymore. How do you have the good guys win, which is what people want. When the bad guy has all the power. Yeah, how do you make the good guy win? Now, the, the dragon magic being without words... Kind of makes sense, but the magic that he now commanded was the same magic. Yeah. So it's like, it's cool, but... Now what? That doesn't work. That's not how the Force works. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love those stories where it's like, how how are they going to win? How are they going to do this? And then it's a good, whoa, yeah. that's how they did it. I like the end of Loki. How? I really like the end of Loki because... You didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. How do you defeat this guy who's all-powerful? And then suddenly his power is gone is gone because it's related to time. Yeah. He's like, we've gotten to the end of time. This is it. This is it. I have no idea what's happening. He picks up the thing on his desk and drops it. I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is cool. And, and then it's like, oh my gosh, he was stripped of his power because he could only see through time. And we've had that set up through like Doctor Strange with the Ancient One. She couldn't see past a certain thing. Yeah. It's like, wow, cool. Yeah. And then suddenly they had free will, and it's like, oh, what are they going to choose? And then they fight each other. They're like, I don't know what's going to happen. What is going to happen uh, Kind of like the fight with between Hawkeye and Black Widow um, yes. at uh, Vormir. It's who, like, who's going to be? Who's going to do it? Who's going to be? Like, I, I don't know. And the fact that like, like, Hawkeye would be super tragic, but yeah. Black Widow would be super tragic. It's like, there's no good answer, which is uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love those story decisions and the characters that have to make those choices. And so, yeah, Aragorn just it lost it yeah. at the end. It got so bad. caught up in Galbatorix. Like, got so caught oh. up in, in the coolness of one thing that could happen. What if the forgot, bad guy won? Forgot Which, that that's not I, 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 was, I don't know if I talked to you about this. I don't know if I talked to my brother about it's very difficult to do a good story where the bad guy wins. Because people don't want the bad guy to win. Inherently, you want the good guys to Good triumphs over evil. That's what we, we want think. to hear that story, yes. But horror movies do that a lot, though. Yes. The bad guys win in horror movies. There are others. Inception. You think about it? Cobb oh, yeah, is a bad, bad guy. Yeah. They completely changed this guy's personality. He did nothing to them. And they did it so that another company could get on Could top. make money. That's why they did it. It's like... These are bad guys. But we were rooting for them. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. But we root for the bad guy. We root for the underdog. We root for the 
the guy who was wronged in some way. Or yeah, something. because they give him a sad story. It's my kids. And that makes it okay Sandman. for them to break the law. <laughs> oh my exactly. Gosh, so and good. it's like, okay, and so it's done well. Like, you know, you leave Inception, like, wow, that was so awesome. And then you think about it, you're like, wait a sec. This whole guy, like, he, wait, he may end up bankrupt. He, they weren't good people. They were the bad guys. Yeah. They were hired by the multinational conglomerate to mess with this dude's head. And they yeah. did it. And they did it. They succeeded. He's going to change. And his entire story. What? He may be broke now. Yeah. He ruined his entire life. His whole life may be ruined. But we're happy because Cobb got to see his kids again. Like, that's like, messed up. Wow. This is actually kind of a messed up movie. But again, they frame him as the good guy. Yeah. They frame and him so as the essentially, good guy. That's you can't how have you, the bad guy win. That's how you have the bad guy win. The bad you guy, you either... Guy make him look like the good guy or you introduce somebody worse I think there is a possibility of creating somebody who is the bad guy and has bad motivations Uh, it's moving on from from having the bad guy win but yeah we can keep talking about that sorry no no (laughs) you're good I know they've started movies at least Marvel they've started to make it so you know, bad guys aren't one-sided. Like the stormtroopers, you know, like yeah. the emperor. He he was just bad. He's just bad. He just wants power. He but wants like, to kill everybody. He doesn't kill longer. Psychopaths. Thanos. Um, it's like they had good intentions. Bad methods. Bad methods. Although, Thanos, I, I, I have a hard time, looking back, I have a hard time saying that he had good intentions. Well, uh, Infinity War Thanos, not Endgame Thanos, really. No, even Infinity War Thanos. Like the the he method that the he problem, went about though. it. Yeah, he he saw the problem. But the method he, he went about it was much more kind yeah. than Endgame Thanos. Yes. Because he he just ended their lives. There was no pain. But it's at mercy. the same time, Spider Man had fear. I mean, you're literally disappearing while you're still alive. It's That's true. When you think about it, it's like it's like watching your arm get cut off. But it's like see, Spider Man's different though. Spider Man has Spider Man did sense. have spider sense. Sense it before it came. Most people but didn't. You, they just disappeared. Some people did, but you look at them, and a lot of them knew what was happening. A lot of the superhero people that were involved knew what was yeah. happening. Like you look at the, and then you look um, when everybody's disappearing in the snap, and the Wakandan warriors, they're like, st- they're, they're like stagger. They, you can see them. Some of them are like, oh my gosh, something's wrong, and then they collapse. But by then, it, so it was but maybe so fast. Scarlet though. Witch knew. You saw her. She just kind of. Um, Groot, he was aware that he was dying. He was yeah. aware that he was disappearing. Yeah. Uh, so many of them were that way. They knew they were disappearing. Nick Fury knew. Yeah, well, he didn't yeah, have spider sense. see his hand, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because yeah. he had to get the message out. Oh. <laughs> that's great. He's got to look cool when he just... Yeah, he's got to look cool when he goes out, right? <laughs> so but I guess Bucky does it too. He's kind of like, hey, Steve. Steve. And then he's gone. Yeah, and there's fear on his So face. they may have all felt it for that... One just for a brief moment but there was there was no pain no but there but was something a, was I don't wrong. feel good but by something the... is different and then they and they're on. gone um which is f- 
which is I, I guess that's fine. So it was more humane than like just killing everyone. Yeah. He just had them cease to exist. Yeah. If he killed everyone, they were dead forever. You can't uh-huh. bring them back. But by just disappearing them, so when you get Endgame Thanos, he's still in the kill them all. Yeah. So he needed those few years of extra development to realize I, I can't just slaughter everyone. I'm gonna let's just do it painlessly. He could finally got tired of the violence and the pain and the death. So he thought of a different way to do it, which yeah. is what enabled them to succeed in the end, the Avengers. Um, but I, I look at Thanos as like they're only finite resources, and we destroy ourselves. I'm like, okay, your planet destroyed themselves with when they only have finite resources. A lot of other cultures won't have the technology that you have. That's true. You look at Gamora's planet; they were not technologically advanced, and they were still in the same place, starving, you know, overpopulated. But for them, what would happen is that they would just gradually die over time. Yeah. And get down to a more sustainable level. Uh, humanity, I'm sure, has probably gone through that at times. Yeah. Where a lack of resources caused a significant amount of death. Possibly even entire civilizations that died due to you know their circumstances not being sustainable for human life. Yeah. The people that survive run away. And that's why we get all these abandoned civilizations all over the place. It's like, what happened to them? They just disappeared? They're gone. <laughs> Why? How? <laughs> yeah. Like, disease can do it. Lack of resources. Famine can do that. I mean, yeah. this stuff naturally happens. And when that happens, nature balances itself. Because if there's not enough food to go around, people die. Yeah. Which, I mean, that brings... Which, hey, who knows, with all the shortages. <laughs> right? I mean, drought, we're yeah, in trouble. Yeah, we're in trouble. Colorado's, or uh, Arizona's way worse off than us, though. Well, yeah. Because they're, they're our downstream, and if we're yeah. not... We don't have a downstream. If we're using the water, <laughs> if we're using the water, they're going yeah. to have a hard time. <laughs> but, that, that, you know, that was a story they went with. In the comics, Thanos does what he does to impress death. Yeah. To impress Lady Death. Yeah. And he did kill everyone. Kill half the universe. Yeah. To impress her. Yeah. And then but the Avengers okay. bring everybody back to life. Right, that's fair. Obviously, with more thought, they go, all right, well, let's say Death is finite. That way we can kill Black Widow and not bring her back. Hmm. Um, but let's say they weren't killed. They were disappeared. So Vision was killed. So all these characters were killed. Loki. Can't be brought back. Heimdale. Yeah. They're dead, dead. Dead, dead. So that's great. Good rules. Good rule making for a cohesive universe. Yeah. Um, comics were a little bit more loose with stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, well, anyone. He was trying to comics. impress Mistress Death, and she could allow their spirits back out of hell, basically. Yeah. H E one L. That's how. It's, yeah, that's how. It, that's, <laughs> that's the, the Marvel Norse, version. The the Norse and the Marvel version. Um, but Thanos's idea, I I have a hard time getting behind it. All right, fine. Black Panther, or Killmonger. Killmonger. What was his goal? <laughs> I'm going to start picking apart all these <laughs> all these great villains. It's like, well, what was their actual goal? Killmonger's what was Killmonger's goal? goal? was to have his people on top. His, his people were oppressed. Because, as his dad said, they, they are kicked upon only because they don't have the tools to fight back. So I right. give them the tools to fight back. We're in charge now. Now we do what we want. So, 
if his goal is to then be on top, I don't think that motivation is good. Well, no, that's the thing. To lord over other people. Bad motivation. Bad goal. Is that what we're talking about? Well, we're saying that they have good intentions and bad methods. But Killmonger didn't have good intentions. His goal was to enslave everybody who wasn't, quote-unquote, his people. That was his goal, was to enslave everyone else. So is there a bad guy with good intentions? Uh, I think he's just a bad guy. It's real hard to find a villain that has now, good intentions. he huh? changed Black Panther's mind about their isolationism. Yes. But he did not change Black Panther's mind about... Uh, he didn't change his mind saying that we should be the dominant people. No. T'Challa already knows that we have the technology. We are the dominant people in the world. Yeah. And we've just been hiding it. We haven't exerted control over everyone because we are benevolent. We are not power hungry. What about? I've never seen it. So. Okay. <laughs> so I've seen a Killmonger Mojo. changed his mind. I'll, I'll give him that. But I will. I he, have he, hard time saying intention. that he had good intentions. Blade Runner. Okay. I don't think it's the main bad guy. I don't know. It was a Watch Mojo. I think that we're yeah, yeah, bad yeah. guys that we come to like. Sure. One of the guys, his sole motivation was to exist. Yes. He just wants to be alive. Yes, he's a replicant that's going to expire. Yeah, exactly. He but wants he to exist, so things. he's doing all these bad things. So is that is that a bad intent? Is that bad? His intent was to just exist. Um, selfish intentions? Because you're putting your existence over others? Well, I mean, if you say that, you can really spin any bad guy's thing into making it bad. And maybe that's what I'm doing in that case. Um, so existing itself, wanting to continue to exist, is not a bad intention. Exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll and I, I don't that's, know enough yeah, okay. about it to know like what would have caused. No, I've done the same thing. I, I, I love listening to synopses. Yeah. And, like horror movies, I'm on this kick of listening to YouTube channels that go over horror movies and explain them and stuff and uh-huh. I'm like this is great <laughs> like because then I'm not exposed to all the gore and the blood and the guts and the but swearing and stuff but I still get the story and I love story yeah however I've I've binged too many of them and so now they're very repetitive uh-huh. <laughs> it's like oh let's see this movie's doing this I'm gonna guess that this is the end <laughs> and then it's like oh you got it it's like yay I stumbled on the formula for every horror movie <laughs> there you go so then can you come up with this a bad guy that has a that has a good intention, a good intention and bad method. A bad method. That's a that's a hard thing to do. If you go, if I mean, going back to Thanos, if you take his as trying to reduce suffering, that makes sense. And Infinity War, Thanos had that. If his intention was to simply reduce suffering and the lack of resources is going to cause suffering therefore he is trying to be compassionate and that's why he doesn't kill everyone he just simply makes them disappear yeah it's painless there's a momentary uh fear and then it's over and you never have to worry about it again that makes sense if his intention is to end suffering however that would be that is not the case like he is slaughtering people like instead of trying to find new planets that are younger that that so you can repopulate, putting the works in. I mean, that'd be fine, but he's not. He's just killing people. Well, with his... He's killing. He's literally he causing... create those planets. Half of the people won't suffer, and half of the people are now suffering. So that wasn't his goal. His goal was not to end suffering. 
it was trying to make up for his own personal failures, right? His own failure to save his own people. And then he justifies slaughtering half of the universe in the end, not actually slaughtering, finally overcoming that. But in the beginning, he slaughters half the universe to save the other half. Like, it's it's no... Uh, I, I think trying to give him the benefit of the doubt by saying he's trying to end suffering, I think is disingenuous to his actual intentions. All right. So <laughs> um, we're things. getting way too into this. Two things here. Because the end... The, so my challenge is to try to find a villain with good intentions and bad... Motive, bad methods. Yes. That the is issue with that is, as you just explained with Thanos, mm-hmm. it's all based on your perspective. Mm-hmm. From a certain okay. point of view. Sure. For example, I can give you a villain, and I'm sure you can you will be able to show me the bad side. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm gonna I'll give you the villain. Okay, awesome. I, I'm waiting. happy I'm happy to I, be wrong. I'm happy I've been, to discuss this because this I've is been fun. holding off on this one, <clears throat> just because because I've wanted you to see him as his character, but okay, it's been too long. So I'm going to talk to you about Zaheer. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Legend I of Korra. Been able to watch Legend of Korra. Okay, <laughs> Zaheer. He's okay. one of my favorite bad guys. I believe you may you may convince me to finish watching it with this one. So he believes that monarchies, when people are put in power over others, they will unrighteously exercise that power. Agreed. So the power should be with the people. So his method is kill those who are monarchs. Kill those in power and give the power back to the people. He does that in the Earth Kingdom. He kills the queen and tells the Earth Kingdom, it's now in your hands. You guys are in charge. You choose what you do. No leaders. Excellent. It's basically anarchy. Oh, oh. No leaders. You are in charge of yourself. Your taxes, nothing goes to others. Oh, that... Which, basically... Fundamentally, I have a hard time with that. But I'm I'm going to try to see it from the other perspective. In doing this, in killing the queen, Mm. he caused the Earth Kingdom to basically start to collapse. Every place started to try to do their own thing, which is the issue. Right, if you don't have a cohesive If you don't have something to help get it all together, it's chaos. Because everyone just does what they want, and he loses, right? They are able to defeat him. Right. And then season four's villain is Kuvira. She is an Earth Kingdom... General. Okay. She starts to unify the Earth Kingdom again. Sure. And then Ooh, starts to the do it. to a charismatic leader. She's just like Hitler. She's very charismatic and Dang very... It. She starts to take control. Because they have an Earth Prince. And they're like, we'll have him be in charge. Blah, blah, blah. And she says, no, I'm going to be in charge. So now she's the leader. She leads a coup. She's doing what she wants. Right. So Korra... Now, they didn't kill Zaheer. They just stopped him. Okay. He's imprisoned. Korra then goes to Zaheer and says, Hey, because of what you did, this lady is doing all of this. And he says, That's not what I wanted. I'll help you. So now he... And it's very... It's very... (laughs) It's like one episode. He doesn't come out, which would have been awesome if he like... He was just a wild card. 
Okay. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to spoil his coolest thing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> how can you explain the situation I know. without just how cool he is? Okay, I'm just gonna tell you. Okay. He discovers how to fly. He can fly. He doesn't glide. He flies. He studies an what earth power bender. Does he have? Earth bending or air bending. So something happens that causes many people to all of a sudden have earth or air bending abilities. Oh. He's one of them. And he's actually in prison when he gets the power. He's in prison in an island that's like miles away from everything because he was right. that bad. Because he had attempted this before. He okay. gets airbending abilities and breaks out. Right. He can't fly yet. Because as he's studying, he realizes the only way you can learn how to fly. He keeps studying how to fly. There was one airbending monk who knew how to fly. Okay. And he studies him. He finds out that you can't have any earthly attachments to master flight. And so as the thing progresses, he loses... Oh gosh, I'm like doing it myself now. I'm like trying to detach myself. From right? He has one thing... that would take. Because he, he seems very detached. There's one thing sure. that ties him to Earth. There's one thing that ties him, and he loses it. It gets taken from him. Okay. And he can fly. So when Korra goes to see him, he's chained to the floor, but he's floating. Because he's meditating. Because he can he can go into the spirit world. Wow. Because in Korra, there's the, the spirit world. Is, yes. He can project his spirit into that world. It's actually really cool. It allows that's him to amazing. teleport, kind of. But he, <laughs> Neat. that's how he helps her. Because she needs to get there. And so he's like, okay, I have done something that has caused the opposite of what I wanted. So I will help you. But his whole motivation is when someone is given too much power, they They will use it it and abuse it and force others to do things that it shouldn't be. So we shouldn't have that. Okay. Now, maybe where he goes wrong is everyone should just be able to do whatever they want. Okay. But in Ooh, Earth Kingdom, I can, I can see this because there are multiple different dimensions to what he is doing. Exactly. So, what are his intentions? What what does he want? So, I can see that maybe he wants anarchy. He doesn't want the taxing. He doesn't want that stuff. That those seem to stem from his original belief in the evil of monarchy. Yes. However, when he then at, later when he realizes, even though his first intention is correct, that uh, a monarchy with all the power is is corrupt and bad. Right. He then realizes that the removal of that without uh, a good system to replace it, like a democracy or a republic, you then create a power vacuum that is going to be assumed by another singular person. Exactly. Which is why the United States government was uh, was incredible because of the separation of powers. That you never had one person who could affect so much. Um. Unfortunately, we've lost a lot of that over time because we, again, good-intentioned people thinking that if they bend the rules or change the rules to better what they think should happen, now yeah. suddenly can also be used against you later. Mm-hmm. There, There's never a... There's no such thing as an amount of power that will only help one side and not the other. <laughs> and people forget that. Yeah. But I digress. So this is interesting because he is then... So once he is able to accomplish his original goal, 
he then has to move on to the second step of his intentions. His first intention was just to remove the corrupt person who has too much power. I think that's fine. I also agree with that. I mean, uh, the United States rebelled against King George. Yeah. We, we rebelled against a tyrannical ruler. Um, then you have things like Hitler, you have Stalin, you have uh, Lenin, you have uh, Chairman Mao, you have all these other individual people with who had all the power that did nothing but evil with it. Yeah. You have very, very, very finite amount of people. I, I, can't, I can't even name one off the top of my head who had... Uh, ultimate power over a people and did it only with good. The at least in modern history, I mean, I can yeah. look to scriptural examples. Yeah. King David was supposedly a somewhat good king for a while. He he then fell as well. Um, then uh, in the Book of Mormon, we have King Benjamin. Yes, he was a fantastic man who was selfless and served his entire life and did great. It is very it is the exception, not the rule. That, that happens so I can agree with Zahir's uh, intentions in that way that he needed to get rid of that but then there are the follow-up steps yeah that he didn't have a full grasp on but I don't think that's because he's like I give it to you you the people you you don't have to be texting anymore you don't have to do any of this stuff he hadn't thought all that through I don't I don't fault him for his lack of knowledge or understanding or his ignorance in those particular subjects uh, but then when he sees that, he is then able to recognize that he what he did wasn't the only thing that needed to be done. Yeah, um, We're seeing it right now with uh, the U.S. pulling out of Afghanistan and it completely falling to the Taliban. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is what happens. Is if you don't set it up properly, chaos reigns and the stuff that you didn't want to happen happens again. The powerful prey upon the weak. Exactly. Because they have the resources to. They have the resources to, they have the will, they have the motivation. The lack of moral. The I don't lack care of if I kill you because I want the power. And sometimes, uh, I think the only, no, I can't, I have a hard time thinking about people who do, who have good intentions and bad motivations, but Zaheer's a great one. Zaheer's a great one. Mm. I think that worked out really well. Of course, you can go the other route, which is that, oh, my intention is to instill anarchy. He didn't care who the leader was. No, his focus was the leader. Yeah. So his intention was to remove this powerful, corrupt person. So I think that intention is good. His method of killing, killing murder, yeah. bad. Yeah. His Then his uh, insistence that everything goes back to the people and becomes chaos and anarchy, it's like, uh, that doesn't work either. Yeah. In small groups, it can. Like, if you think about a family and somebody kills... The dad. The family will recover. Yes. They will be able to come back together, but they still have a head. You know, they still have the mother who's involved. If it's just the kids, it's anarchy. There's well, yeah, no that's because you everyone have has have a, some sort a of differing perspective, as we see right. in today's world. And, and equal. Yeah. Now, I, and that's another thing, too. It's like putting people in families where, in, for the most part, you have children one at a time in different age groups. If the mom and dad are both gone, the oldest child assumes the responsibility in most cases. And it's like, yeah. it, it develops this natural hierarchy that is good, yeah. that, that is necessary for order to exist. Otherwise, it becomes chaos. Yeah, and chaos by its nature tends to be destructive. Yeah, Chaos very rarely is creative very rarely creates things. I've been listening to a Jordan Peterson, so some of that may be sneaking into this <laughs> a little bit because I'm, I'm noticing order and chaos becoming a theme here. Um, 
So you challenged me 20 minutes ago <laughs> or whatever. But this was a great conversation because I think you've definitely proven it. I, I think you've definitely pulled up a good example of somebody who has good intentions and uh, bad practice, bad uh, uh, good motivations, bad bad method. methods. I think that I, was fantastic. I think I really, I, I don't know. Zahir, the reason why I think he's one of my favorite bad guys is because of that intent that he saw. There are all these poor people, and then this person sits in their gold throne and just preys upon them. It's like Captain America saying, you know, last time I was in Germany, one man held himself above another. We ended up disagreeing. Ended up disagreeing. But it's then the he realizes, because Cora tells him, you know, Kuvira is directly caused because of you. You because you removed the power, and she took it. Fix it. And he went, "You are right." One person had the power, but I messed up. Was disseminated. Yeah, and the fact that he like owns, he's like, "That's right." I'll help you. That's cool. The fact that he was willing to change after two. That that's really exactly. And he he, in the episode, he helps her. They have a. Um, good conversation. You know, he helps her with what she needs, and then she leaves. And I, I don't think we ever see him again. But hmm. he had no malice. He wasn't trying to trick her into getting him out. It was, yeah, I did something wrong, and I'll help you try to fix it. Yeah. Huh. And I think he, I, I would really like to watch that season three again, just because he was so cool. <laughs> because I don't remember no, if he I said like, you know. You should come back and visit again. Like, come back and talk. He's just very like. He he's understands very accepting what he, did. what he did and and who he was. Yeah. And the decisions and the choices he made and the consequences of those. And he owned it. He owned That's his cool. consequences, which I was like really that. cool. Which is why I was like, oh, you gotta watch the here, favorite bad guy. Uh, all right, I, you know you've intrigued me to the <laughs> point where I, I, that might have been the push that I needed. Yeah. It's funny because I'm having this trouble getting through the first season. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's a Dave Filoni thing. <laughs> Could be. Oh, no, he didn't do Cora. No. He didn't No, he didn't. But he didn't. it's still that first season. It's getting to the Amon first season. Amon is something. hard. I don't. I There's still too much mystery. I don't understand him at all yet. We're it's, not very far in. Yeah, and there's... Give him a defense of that. There's too much expectation in The Last Airbender. Korra yeah. is not like The Last Airbender. It's not. It's, it's different. very different. I was able to recognize that fairly quickly with the direction that it went and with the characters in it. It, it might but be better now that it's been a while since you've seen The Last Airbender. Yeah. Because, you know, like, you probably did what I did. Right after we watched Airbender, we're like, boom, let's hit Korra now. And it was like, yes. this is nothing like we just watched. Yeah. And like so now my, that you've had time. My favorite parts were seeing older Aang, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like... <laughs> Just throw that away. Yeah. And it, hmm. But if you look at it for its story, it's stuff like Zaheer, it's fascinating. It was like, whoa, okay, you know, this is a compelling yeah. bad guy. And the, There's some cool stuff there. I want to say, I'm trying to think, I want to say most of the bad guys in The Legend of Korra, they have... It's that perspective. Amon, bending caused problems. You know, he's... Yes. It's causing it problems. a power structure. Without it causes, bending... Uh, it, it creates classes of exactly. people. Exactly. Without that, you can be more unified. 
Yes, I I agree that he's very similar to Zaheer in that he's trying to remove the power. Yes, Unalak is the next bad guy. Okay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> he <laughs> seems bad, though. When you first meet him, you're like, this guy doesn't seem like he's cool. He's the next bad guy. His motivation is separation still. He believes that the spirit world and our world should be unified. We shouldn't have to confine the spirits to their world mm. and have them just be there while we're just here. We should be able to unify and have a an ecosystem a, a beneficial for both of us. We help them, they help us. And together we grow. Yeah, symbiotic. Yeah, okay. Zahir, wow. you, corruption comes from the monarchs. Kuvira, when there's no one to control it, it is chaos. So you need someone with a strong will to unify everything to keep that peace. Yes. That's, that was her mentality. Oh, I've wow. gone to all these places that bandits take over, you know, everyone for clean themselves. We clean it up and Bring now her. we're in charge to help ensure that peace, to make it so that everyone has a mutual goal. Yeah. So it's like each one had a good intent, maybe just bad methods. And some may yeah. have worse intents than others. But if you look at most of them, are they're seeking for something better. They want something better. See, that's really interesting because culturally those are very uh, significant conversations. Uh, because just wanting something to be better about how you go about it is the really big deal. And that's the issue because everyone has an opinion on what's better. Yes, we don't agree on Which what way better, is better is. Exactly. This is better. Well, I say that this is better. Yeah. Well, who's right? <laughs> you know, and then it's that there's your power and then struggle. that becomes the struggle. Ooh. Because you are, have someone oh, who's charismatic fun. and then you rally people to their side yeah. because they see their point of view. And then, you know, as we've talked for the last hour, mm-hmm. someone sees something some way and someone else can see that, well, that is really just genocide. Yeah, yeah. but it's creating order to stop more problems. Yeah, but you just straight up killed all these people. Yes. It's it's that perspective. Yeah, it's one of those things. I, I think it's interesting in the context of like a doctor. Like, is it worth it? to kill one person to save 20. Yeah. And I think that for most people in the world, I think there is a number of people where it becomes worth it that you would be willing to kill a person to save this many those other, other people. people. Yeah. My wife and I, however, were sitting and talking about it and we talked, we, we watched these shows and movies and stuff and you have bad guys that come in and they hold a gun to your family and they say, you uh, you have to, you either do this or I kill this person. And you go, okay, I'm going to do the thing that you want me to do so you don't kill the person. Like, And they convince you that if you don't do it, you're killing them. Yeah. It's like, no. Like, like just, just in my mind, that's not, that's wrong. Yeah. Because, no, you are holding the gun to my loved one's head. You're killing If I don't do what you say... You are the one killing them. I didn't kill them. No. Now, in movies and TV shows, they always do what the person says, and they find some way to get out of it. And Or they don't, and that person is racked with that guilt of, I'm the one that killed them, when in fact right. they didn't. And I, I would feel partially guilt, 
because is there something I could have done? But if there's literally nothing you can do, then then don't. Yeah. Don't do what they ask. Because if they kill your family, who's going to go to jail if the cops catch them? They will. Is it you? Oh, this guy had a gun to your family's head and you didn't do what he said. You're going to jail for killing your family. No. It's not your fault. You're going to jail because he killed them. So if I'm sitting there and I, I am given the choice of sacrificing, of killing this one person or... Give these hundred people code. are gonna yeah. die. I'm not. I'm not gonna kill the person, because I would be killing that person physically. Yeah. I cannot kill one person, even if it is to save a hundred people, even if it's to save a hundred thousand people, even if it's to save a million people, which is a number too big that I can't even comprehend, and right. then it just turns fuzzy, and I'm like, <laughs> now my principle is no. Yeah. Like I. I. So when I think about doctors, and they say. Uh, the Hippocratic go Hippocratic yeah. sorry getting tongue twisters my <laughs> brain is way ahead of my mouth uh-huh. the Hippocratic Oath which says first do no harm shouldn't that be the oath of every single person in every single walk of life you would think shouldn't that be politicians first do no harm you would hope what, how, think of how where we'd be if that is, was the, is, is what I'm yeah. going to do harm, going to harm anyone yeah. Well, it's going to save these people. No, will it harm somebody? Will doing this harm someone? Well, yeah, there may be. Then don't do it. Um, Bill de Blasio, I think, is the mayor of New York or something. Uh-huh. Like, he just put in these vaccine mandates where you can't go places if you don't have... If you're not fully vaccinated and you have your identification with you to prove that you're, that you're the person on the vaccine identifier. You have to have ID and a vaccine card to travel anywhere in New York right now. Hmm. People with MS, they generally recommend that they don't get vaccines because there are too many complications for them. Right. So he literally has created a subclass of people that can no longer travel in New York because they cannot get the vaccine. There was a drummer, part of the band Offspring. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've heard about this. No. If you're... Uh, it's really big in the political sphere right now because it, it goes towards a specific uh, group. Uh, group. It goes towards a specific narrative, which uh-huh. is the more conservative or libertarian. Uh, this guy from the band Offspring got kicked out of the band because he is susceptible to uh, a condition known as Guillain-Barre syndrome. Uh, or, sorry, the Guillain-Barre. And this is actually something I knew about on my mission. This, oh, yeah. is a, this is a very cool disease, <laughs> which is kind of weird to say, but it is. Yeah. Um, he has this issue. He cannot get the vaccine because he could die because he has a syndrome that tends to rear its head occasionally. Um, they kicked him out of the band because he couldn't get vaccinated. Hmm. He is a second-class citizen now, like or a third-class citizen if you think about it. Yeah. And it's pretty bad. Uh, just a second. Okay. So he's doing these things, and I'm sure it's unintentional, but he is now harming these people who are physically unable to get the vaccine. Now, obviously, I have issues with this particular argument um, just because you're trying to use the exceptions to justify a rule. Yeah. Which is so a lot of these libertarian and conservative people are saying, well, you can't do that because these people have these medical issues. It's like, okay, well, we can make exceptions for that. That's fine. The biggest problem is he hasn't made those exceptions. Mm. He's actually made some weird exceptions to this rule, but medical exceptions are not one of them, which is like the 
probably the number the one, one that should like, be. Duh. Um, so for so I'm sitting there, and obviously, so there are issues with this particular argument in that regards. However, the principle I'm seeing here is right on the nose, which is that you are harming people by doing this. Yeah. Like, is anyone going to be harmed by you doing this? Is there a potential for harm? There are unintended consequences. There are foreseeable consequences. And then there are just straight up, you're just literally hurting people. <laughs> like, whether that be emotionally, spiritually, financially, physically. I mean, there's a lot of harm you can do when you have power. Yeah. Yeah, when you have the control. I mean, look at Loki. Yeah. The TV show. Yeah. Why did he hurt people? Mobius asked him this. Why do you hurt people? Oh, man, I can't remember because... It finally came down to the fact that he... I know, right? <laughs> it finally came down to... It, he was the one that was insecure. He yeah. was the one that felt powerless. And right. so to exact his will on others made Gave him, him feel that power. power. And when your father is, or your adoptive father is Odin, and your brother is Thor, and you're the god of mischief yeah. and tricks. <laughs> He's the god of thunder, Magic. you're the god of jokes. <laughs> you're the joke. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I wanted to bring this up a little while ago. You remember Jim Carrey's The Mask? Yes. Yeah, it's the god Loki. Yeah, it's his yeah. mask. Yeah. Uh-huh. In the <laughs> second one, so you meet funny. Loki. Loki's there. Really? Yeah, him oh and Odin gosh. show up. It's the guy who plays Nightcrawler in X2. What? He plays Loki. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. It was just it was just funny. I watched The Mask recently. Uh, and in the movie, they had to explain who Loki was. Right. Because nobody would know who Loki is. Not then. And now I'm watching it. I'm like, oh my gosh. The entire lexicon and the understanding of people about this is totally shifted. Uh-huh. Where like, people will watch this and laugh. And like, who doesn't know who Loki is? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, anyway, I just watched that recently. That's funny. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Loki does it to because he feels powerless. Um. Yeah, it's just, it, Palpatine. It, it makes sense that everybody should just be in that mindset. Palpatine said, all who have power fear to lose it. Yep. And so you do things in order to ensure that you keep that power. Yep. That's why it's so hard for us to find someone who had power and is able to use it to stay humble to righteous means you know yes. to never do it it's, unrighteously it's finding that Captain America it's finding Steve Rogers yeah how many Steve Rogers exist in the universe not many no not many at all there are very few people and honestly I have tried my whole life to try to be like that and to try not to abuse any power that I get and unfortunately I I, I, I fall into it. Oh yeah, everybody I fall into does. It. I have I have power over my children, and I exert it sometimes. Oh, me too. You're going to bed right now. <laughs> well, I don't want to. Well, that's too well, bad. Well, that's too bad. I'm in charge, and I'm saying you're going to bed. <laughs> yeah, and I mean your motivations, depending on what they are in the moment, can I be want good candy. or bad. You're going to bed. I want bed. candy, and you I don't want to share with sucker. you. And you're not supposed to have any. Oh yeah. Come here. You got it. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. How do you, yeah, that's that's the thing. I, I know, I don't know, you know, his entire character, but I once heard that when Napoleon Bonaparte was dying, mm-hmm. he was on his deathbed, and they asked him, like, you know, if you could change anything, or, like, what, what would it be? And he said that he wished he could be more like George Washington, who was offered power and refused it. Yeah. And they said, I want, we, we want you to be king, 
says, isn't that what we just fought to get rid of? Yeah. He was offered power and he denied it. It's like, I'm not sure how, you know, how good of a person George Washington was in all aspects, but that is admirable to be offered Mm -hmm. unlimited power, basically. Yeah. A kingship over a new country. No. And they're like, okay, fine. Just be the president. Okay. I'll do that for two terms. And then he was done. Which, and then other presidents just followed that until I think it was. Then they finally made it a rule. They made it a rule when the one president, I can't remember his name. Is it? FDR? I can't remember. I think Franklin D. Roosevelt ran a third term and won, and people went, uh-oh. If he runs a fourth and a fifth, okay, we're going to state yeah. that uh, you can only do two terms because all the presidents before so that, <laughs> yeah, all the other presidents before that did two and finished. <clears throat> yeah. It wasn't until he ran, was like, you know, why not? I mean, there's nothing that says <clears throat> I can't, so let's exactly. do it. And they're like, yeah, let's do him again. Then people were like, hmm. This is starting to sound a little This is too scary. Yeah, because he could, mm, if he's that charismatic, they might just keep him in power. That's when it was introduced. But, you know, George Washington was offered that power, kingship, and he denied it. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's, that's what I struggle so hard with my motivations to, like, run for local city government or run for... Uh, Utah State Congress or Senate or something is because what what would be my goal in that and right now I just I just think the government is out of control with power yeah I think there's way too much power with people I don't think the government should even like it's gotten to the point where I started questioning laws that I've never questioned before mm. like seatbelt laws what do those do do they actually save lives seatbelts save lives yeah. seatbelts save lives I don't know a single seatbelt law that has saved a life. <laughs> Just giving tickets. The seatbelt does. Giving tickets. Do, do, do the tickets save lives? <clears throat> they may act the as a good reminder. Yeah. But at the same time, like the times where I've been pulled over, just forget. It's not that I'm purposely, I never wear my seatbelt. It's like, oh, I just forgot to put it on. Like what? But next time I get in the car, I'll remember. Yeah. Or like a lot of times, I forget to put my seatbelt on sometimes when I get in the car to go somewhere. Yeah. Sometimes I drive a little ways and go, something feels wrong. Oh, put your seatbelt seat belt on. That's right. Yeah, that's... <clears throat> if anything, I think the government's wasting their money putting out these seatbelt awareness stuff. Yeah. Because if anybody should be talking about seatbelts, it should be the insurance companies. Yeah. So they don't have to pay out as much when people get injured. That's true. Get in a car accident. Like, they're the ones that should have been pushing the seatbelt laws, for crying out loud. Yeah. It would have saved them tons of money. And then if and then they can even have things in their policies like if you don't wear your seatbelt and you get in an accident, you only have liability. Yeah. Even if you pay for full coverage, if you're not wearing your seatbelt or if you're drunk, you lose all your coverage. Yeah. Except for liability because by law you have to have that to protect the other people that you screwed up with. Yep. <laughs> and we will stand by that. But if you drink or you you're don't done. wear your seatbelt, you have no coverage. Can you imagine somebody getting in their car and go, I'm just going to go without insurance coverage today. Nobody's going to do that. Heck no. So you're going to get in your car, you're going to put your seatbelt on, you're going to check it three times to make sure. I'm not paying that. It's like, I'm not, I don't want to be responsible for that. You may have to pay it one time and that is the last time you're going to do that. It'll be the last time you do that. And then it's going to be harder to get it because people will be like, oh, you didn't have, you didn't have your seatbelt on. (laughs) I know my, my mom told me the story of her grandpa. Mm Mm-hmm. He only survived because he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. 
And so he never wore a seatbelt after that. There's very few. And there are a few I, anecdotal things. And I tell him that yeah, that was one in like a thousand oh, that times. You know that a seatbelt <laughs> didn't save your life. One in millions yeah. of times. So seat, we're not. You're the exception to that. My dad told stories like that. Told the stories of of times when seatbelts kill people. It's like yeah. Okay, well, the, they got hit so hard, the seatbelt cut them in half. It's like, uh... If they got hit that hard, if they got hit that hard, yeah, they were going to die no matter what. <laughs> All right. Not if they got launched out of the car at the precise moment through the <laughs> open window. They survived if they hit a soft pillow. Right. <clears throat> now, when I rode in, uh, in our flat fender Jeep that didn't have a top or a roll bar or anything, you had a very quick reaction time to get that seatbelt off. <laughs> because if that thing tips over, you die. Yeah. There's no roll cage. There's no bubble of protection around you like pretty much every car nowadays has. Yeah. You're open. Like, you, you could put down the windshield, and it was you literally sitting on top of a platform and driving it. Like, the steering wheel stuck out farther than any other part of the vehicle. <laughs> and Oh, and the spare tire. But, right. but like, you're, you're dead. Yeah. Like, your seat is literally so high up that even if you bent all the way over in half like a contortionist, you're dead. Mm. like there was nothing to save you so you got pretty quick at that seatbelt removal like like get out and jump because in that situation it could be more dangerous to have it however it also held you in so that's also important yes (laughs) because you could easily fall out um yes so i mean there are situations where you've got to be quick on it because the seatbelt could kill you the seatbelt keeping you in that vehicle could kill you but that's in case of a rollover, which is not as likely. Or the car, like, exploding or something. Sure. But at the same time, these are not things that we anticipate happening, and is the general rule you want to do that. Right. But I've started questioning these laws because of the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates and all these things. I'm like, wait a minute, how much power do we really want the government to have? And then it started. I started questioning, like, the MMR, like, measles, mumps, rubella vaccines that we give to kids and stuff before they go to school. I'm like... How is the coronavirus vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine, any different than that? It's really not. And I think Mm. the problem is it's gotten so politicized. And I talked to the guys at work about this, and a lot of them are are like, I'm not getting the vaccine. I'm like, why? Well, because they tell me to. Because they told me to. It's like, I don't think that's it. Because if the right person tells you to, you do it. Yes. One of the guys who was... Who's the same way, you know, he's very libertarian minded, like you can't tell me what to do. Uh-huh. Um, he just got it because he's going on a mission. And they're requiring it to go on a mission. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Like you're gonna be going and interacting with people on the a daily right basis. Person you don't told want you. to spread a disease. Yeah. The right person told him, but he had a hard time with it. And I'm like, I think I know why. Because when Trump was in charge, the Democrats wouldn't get the vaccine. They all said, well, I don't trust it. They all said that. Yeah. But then the day Biden takes office, or even the day he won the election, they go, oh, yeah, no, the vaccine, we got to get that out fast. Yeah, no, it's fine now because our guy's in the office. It is political. And the problem is, as the numbers of people vaccinated go up, the Democrats claim victory. And it's them taking the credit for what should be a medically no, a medical no-brainer. Yeah. They're taking credit for something that is just, of course you should do it. Same now talk to you your doctor. You should the smallpox vaccine, you know? Exactly, or polio, or all these other ones. Yeah, it's no Duh! Way. 
But they're claiming victory for a no-brainer. And the so the conservatives go, I'm not giving you a victory. Yeah. Oh, crap. You guys have actually caused more problems with this. First, the Democrats, when Trump was in office, tell everybody, I don't trust the vaccine. So all these Democrat voters oh, I'm not are like, it. I'm not going to get it then. So it's caused vaccine hesitancy among all these Democrat voters. But then they switch it, and now you have hesitancy from the conservative voters. It's like, well, I'm not doing it because they told us to do it. And it's like, you guys have literally done more to harm this than you could, than, than Donald Trump or Joe Biden ever could. Because you switched your positions and you alienated everyone. How is this even possible that you could do that? Well, unfortunately, like it's they've literally discovered the that perfect storm. People have discovered that. They have a big sway over everybody else. Yeah, they have that power. How you, it's the power. And it's that desire for more power. Yep. I want more power. I want people to do what I want to do. Yeah. It's the same reason why when you have presidents that switch, for the most part, when it switches between the two parties, yeah, they just spend the first while undoing what the guy before did. Yeah. When it's like, maybe we could just build off of it, but it's, well, no, I'm going to do my own thing. So now we're here. No, everything they did was bad. It's, it's like, bad. It's no, not it's not just though. bad. It's evil. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's evil. And we have to completely switch it. Well, now four years go by or eight years go by. The opposite side goes, everything they did is evil. It's like, we're not progressing at all. No, we're not. We're, just we're not moving forward. Moving back and forth. Except in really, really bad ways when one particular political party gets in and enacts their ideas mm -hmm. that have these unintended consequences or completely foreseeable consequences. Yeah. And then they sit back and they go, we did the thing we wanted to do. Why is all this bad stuff happening? I don't know. Now, it must have been the other guy. It was the His guy fault. before me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so weird to see stuff like that because even in Obama's second term, he was blaming Bush. And you go, wait, what? <laughs> like, you you do realize the guy who was in ago. before you was you. Like, if we're doing everything by terms, like, you inherit the term before you. Terms aren't eight years. Terms are four years. Yeah. So everything you're blaming on Bush in your second term is actually your fault. Yep. Because you had four years to fix it and to change it. And you did. You changed everything. You did everything you wanted to do. And now bad things are happening, and you're blaming the guy who was in charge six years ago? That's that's the unfortunate Seven part. People ago? have lost the ability to take responsibility for what they've done. Yeah, even... It's uh, always that spin it and say it's someone else's fault. Biden, even in, in his uh, speech about what's happening in Afghanistan, he says, well, I inherited this deal from my predecessor, but the buck stops here. It's like, you should have never said the first line. Who cares who you who you inherited it from? You had the control. Yep. You could have said no. You could have just said, no, we're not honoring that deal. That was my predecessor, and I think he was wrong. Yeah. Then do it. But no, he's a coward. He has no idea what he's doing. Like, I... I'm ha I'm, I have a hard time with politicians in general right now because I don't think there's a single one that has ever done good by me. 100%. And so anyway, the whole point of that I was getting down this conversation about power and 
people who want power and good people in government and George Washington and you know everyone else who was good and who gave up their power I if I were to run for any office here I would try to keep that in mind like I have the power what am I going to do with it and I think my goal would be to strip it yeah because I think these people have too much power and if I got in, if I, I'm a inherently lazy person. I'm, I don't like taking responsibility for stuff. Uh-huh. So if I got into these positions of power with this response, with these responsibilities and go, why is that my job? Why is it the, why is the governor isn't my job to tell everybody to wear a mask? This is a stupid political game. And I'd get up in front of everybody and say, look, scientists say that masks can help. Do I think they stop everything? No, I don't. I don't think they're 100% effective at stopping the spread of something. I think they help. Not interacting. Yeah, and even then. Even then. (laughs) It's still spread while we were supposedly locked down because you can't be totally on on non-interactive. Your economy will die. It doesn't make sense. So no, like looking back at what COVID was, I'm going to say the same things I said then. And I'm going to elaborate on those things based on the knowledge that I have now. Like, the science says wearing a mask helps slow it. It's up to you to make the smart decision. It's not my job to be your babysitter and tell you what to do. I'm not here to hold your hand. No. And when your kid goes to school, mask or no mask, that is up to you. The vaccine is available to pretty much everybody who is at major risk. It's available like For children everybody. 12 and under, it is not approved. That's basically it, though. That's it. If the vaccine is available to you and you do not take advantage of it and you get sick and you die, that's your own freaking fault. That was your choice. That was your choice. The choice was available. And if you turn it into a political contest on who's right and who's wrong, then you have lost. The American people have lost because we've turned it into a political thing when it is a strictly medical issue. I shouldn't have to tell you what to do. This We're also not shutting down because medical issues are medical issues. Government, right now, I would be in charge. I'd be responsible if I shut the economy down. I think that's the dumbest move we can make. I'm in charge of the economy. If you guys are hesitant and the economy takes a little bit of a dip, that's fine. If you guys be a little bit more careful when you go places, I think that's a smart thing to do. But I'm not going to require everybody to make smart decisions. I'm going to require everybody to, to be, be to, to just be smart. To be smart. To make your make your own decision based on your own information. Lay it out. Lay out the information and decide what is the smart. The vaccine thing to do here. is smart. The vaccine is a smart thing to get. Are you vaccinated? No, not yet. I've, yeah. Well, we got COVID, so it's like. Yeah, that was kind of like... The vaccine is to I'm help good. you if you get it. Yeah. It's like, but I already got it. <laughs> I, I'll, I might... Is I'll, that I'll okay? I'll get vaccinated. Um, my understanding is that only 1% of people who have gotten COVID get COVID a second time. Yeah, it's a small percentage. It's a very small percentage. And that was based out of New York, where everybody's super close together. Yeah. So you have a higher concentration of, you know, pathogen. Cool. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, okay, so once I've got it, it's not huge... They say we want to get the vaccine. Like, uh, it, it's here's the thing. It's come down to. I didn't as have you a said, good reason until recently. <laughs> exactly. That's what I would say too. 
It's come down to, as you said, it's who tells me to get it. Yeah, it just took the right it, it person the to point tell me. The person yeah. that I trust yeah. telling me to get it, it's like, okay, I trust you. Yeah. You're telling me to get it, I'll get it. And that's the way it should be. And everybody should have talked to their doctor and said, hey, should I get the vaccine? And if but, your doctor says, yes, the Democrats need to, need to win, it's like that you can need to find a new doctor because exactly. he's not giving you medical advice. But, I mean, even if you think about it, it it's, it's exactly as you said. You know, the person who I trust, I'm sure you trust him too, same reason. Yeah. Didn't say, get it. He says, we, I urge you to get it. You should get it. But they're not like, you have to get it. They're yeah. still giving you that, be you smart. Sh- you should really get it. You should get it. <laughs> It's but like, oh. I'm not going to force you to get it. And it really took me realizing that the, the reason I'm so hesitant is because the Democrats are trying to take credit for it. Yeah. It's like, why are you trying to take credit for something that is a medical decision? That's stupid. Yeah. That's like taking credit for my wife getting an appendectomy. It's like, we do not have enough people getting their appendix removed. Look at all the numbers of people who got their appendix removed. This is because I told you to. It's, it's like, an absolute no, win. it's not. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, that is the dumbest thing. Politicians should not be involved in health at all. No. And healthcare workers should not have political power. No. (laughs) Because they would have shut down the economy over the swine flu. Yeah. They, I mean, healthcare people are so hyper-focused on one thing. But we have to make those decisions for ourselves. So when it comes down to it, and, and, and I think it divides up perfectly. So I listen to a healthcare worker. I listen to a doctor or a healthcare professional on what I should do regarding my health. They say, we've really tried to rush this vaccine through. The government said, yes, you can have emergency authorization, except the fact that it's the FDA, which is technically a government body, but they already have these things in place. Okay. All right. So I listen to a healthcare professional and he tells me, you know, based on who you are, what you're doing, what you've got going on in your life, you should get the vaccine. Perfect. I'll go get the vaccine. So a healthcare worker says, you shouldn't go to the store because of the spread of the virus. No, I'm going to listen to an economist or a political person who says, no, I think shutting down the economy is a bad idea because... It needs to continue. It needs to continue. We need to have something after it's over. Yeah. And so I listen to the healthcare worker when it comes to health, but I don't listen to them when it comes to the economy. Or running my family. Same reason why you don't listen to an actor for political or health stuff. Like what do you That is know what is dis- that is what will destroy our country. Health. <laughs> what do you know about 100% health? 100% people listening to celebrities who have expertise in nothing. Acting. And even then not that. <laughs> like like I, I stand by my previous comment. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Nothing. Touche. It's like no, oh, well, literally nothing. They said that the vaccine is bad, so I'm not going to get the vaccine. Like, what or the they heck? say, go get vaccinated. It's like, what do no, you I'm know? not going to listen. There are going to talk to my doctor. <laughs> and the thing is, there are actors who I've gained more respect for them when they ask, well, what do you think? He's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what Jeremy Renner did that. Denzel Washington. That's why he's one of my favorite. <laughs> he's my favorite adventure. <laughs> Denzel Washington is very well known for constantly. People ask, well, what's your political? He's like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Who cares what my political I'm an actor. Is? Yeah. I'm an actor. I make movies. I make you feel good. I'm, I make I make fun things on the screen. That's I, it. I'm an entertainer. I, I'm not a medical professional. I have no professional. I don't know. I, I'm not an economist. Exactly. I'm not anything. <laughs> that's that's why it's like, okay, I have more respect because they realize the 
they realize their place. Right. They're not a doctor. They don't take advantage of their quote-unquote platform. They don't abuse the power that's been given them. There it is. There it is right there. At least in this sphere. Just because people listen to you doesn't mean that you have something important to say. Exactly. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Perfect. Got it back. (laughs) Back to Star Wars. Back to Star Wars. Yeah, we got got off the rails on power. That was was, uh, was fun. Well, yep, that was... I don't know if you had fun. I oh, yeah, that was such a... <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> and it, it all started from talking about comic books and movies. Rex's and cloak. Rex's cloak. Cloaks are still cool. They still I think, are. You know what? If, if I, I do were, run if, for office, I I'll wear a cloak. Say, <laughs> if you have that as your uh, like tagline, I'll vote for you. <laughs> what? Cloaks are I'll cool? I'll bring back cloaks. Like, bring bring back he's got cloaks. my vote. <laughs> oh, I'll find all kinds of cool cloaks. Right. I can wear, right? Exactly, and if you see, I feel like that's a perfect use of your power to repopularize cloaks. <laughs> to repopularize It boosts the economy. Uh, sure, yeah. people buy the cloaks. Like if wearing a freaking Jedi robe to Congress. That would be awesome. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like, who's the freaking Jedi? It's like, this is cool. They're super comfortable, and they look awesome while you're walking. Here, try one. Have you guys watched other people as they walk away from you? They look stupid. Like, you can see their butt and stuff. It's not you cool. can't see my butt. can't see my butt. You also can't see I my got gut. this awesome flowing, <laughs> flowing robe of a of a cloak. It's amazing. Right. I put the hood up, and it's like, ooh, what's he doing? It's exactly. like, I'm eating a sandwich. He's mysterious, <laughs> and you're just like... <laughs> mysterious. Sneaking jelly beans is what I'm Sneaking doing. Jelly beans. What do you think's up these sleeves? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No, for real. Uh, I mean, there's a certain decorum that would need to go with stuff, and I kind of yeah. get that, but at the same time, I, I want to remove the power and the prestige of politics. Politics is like the least form of government. It's the like the lowest form of public service as a politician. Well, I mean, even I'll take it back to Star Wars. Yeah, Anakin knew that. When Padme's like, I went into politics. He went into public speaking, and he's like, maybe he was the smart one. Yeah, like politics sucks. Go to public speaking. Of course, he did become kind of a dictator. Uh, Who (laughs) that? Anakin. Yeah. Point is, <laughs> but he wasn't a politician. <laughs> he wasn't a politician. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. This is a good discussion, I think. I think we got out. I know, I know it got really kind of political there. Talk about it political, time, but we, sometimes you got to just. I don't know. We we also. I think we. I feel like we we went very anti-political as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, we talked a little about, about politics, and you probably understand if anybody's listening to this, which. I doubt, but <laughs> if anybody listening ben to this, gets to this point, you know like, where what? our positions are. But I hope you also feel that we don't like anybody. Yeah, we don't really like any particular person it's, in politics, it's just except for the people like that I've run into that I that I've met or that I've heard their opinions on. Like the guy who's representing us right now, Burgess Owens. He seems like a pretty chill dude, and he hasn't screwed anything up yet. So. And that's like the thing. Like I haven't heard anything about him in the news, which means he hasn't done anything to screw us over. Which means I like him. Yeah. Like, we should hear so little from our politicians. We shouldn't yeah. have to. I shouldn't have to oh, hear Congress their name Oh, Congress is meeting today? Oh, okay. Oh, is Congress in session? Oh, interesting. What oh, they, did Biden address the 
the oh he addressed oh okay cool whatever no not hearing about him is good and that was my that was I think the biggest issue with Trump is the, just the fatigue of hearing about him every oh, single day gosh, yeah it was him just... being on Twitter I don't think anybody should be on Twitter <laughs> I personally because who has the power in Twitter politicians and celebrities yeah there they're you go. the ones People with too much power too much power and not enough brains. <laughs> <laughs> They've got more dollars than sense. has never been said. <laughs> Goodness gracious. And this somehow gives them power over us. It doesn't. <laughs> they have zero the power over you guys. It's the illusion. So if, if you have a politician who's doing something that you completely disagree with, don't give them the power. Like, you may face some consequences for disobedience, civil disobedience, but civil disobedience exists so that you can show your disapproval and your, it's your dissatisfaction. necessary because you're seeing things from your side. If someone disapproves, maybe you should look at why. Look at a different way. Is there yeah. something we can do? Why is like the fact in New York, no medical exceptions, but they have an exception that if you're a performer or a friend of a performer, you don't have to have a vaccine passport. In what universe does that make? any sense that but somebody who political. physically can't get it sounds, it sounds like, like someone said, said i want to go to a concert uh-huh sounds like someone said i've got a million dollars to give you to say that i don't have to have the vaccine whereas someone with or, ms they don't have any money there's no way they could bribe you into letting them oh my gosh a talk about a marginalized of class. A performer. It's, it's, if you think about how dumb that sounds yeah, it's okay somebody from i out know of state. Hey, I know him. Yeah, right. So I'm good. This guy, he'll die if he gets the vaccine. But he has Don't to let him it. come. He can't come. But I'm his friend. You know? But I'm this dude's like, friend. I went to school with him. Who who has a who had a positive COVID test yesterday. Yeah, but I'm his but friend. But he's fine. All right, because he's good. my friend, we're not going to check his stuff. Yeah. That sounds incredibly ridiculous. It's so short-sighted and so out of control. I... I I almost don't believe it because that's, like how can people be so stupid? That's the thing though. That's what we've hit. We're like, <laughs> really? Yeah. We're like, we're at that what? point where it's there. There there are, are other aspects of things that I disagree with. That Teddy was listening to some political stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that they were making fun of like he was talking uh -huh. and then it cut, and this girl started talking, and she was saying things. I was like, oh, okay, they're like they're. Like all spoofs do, they magnify something. Yeah, they exaggerate. And exaggerate they it. And then, it. And then, you know, they're making fun of it. Okay. And then she stops talking, and the guy starts commenting on it. And I stopped. I was playing a video game. I stopped, and I was like, was she being serious? Ted's like, yeah, yeah, she was. She was being absolutely serious. No. No. What? That's so extreme. What? There's no way. That's like, exaggeration. It, uh, it was, <clears throat> if you don't feel attracted to a certain race, you're racist. <laughs> what? <laughs> if oh you're not gosh. attracted to someone who's overweight because they're overweight, you're fat phobic. What? Oh my God. And they broke it down as to why that's a horrible thing and why you're a horrible person for that. I was like, what? There was what a guy. What does that have to do with anything? There was a guy that said, "If you won't kiss, 
I mean, he got more graphic than that. But it said, if you if you won't kiss another man, you're a homophobe. So wait, because because I'm not a homosexual, that makes me a homophobe. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That sounds so a I, lot like absolutes. No, that's preference, which is interesting. <laughs> we know who deals in those. Yeah. It, that's interesting group. because like shows like The Bachelor, or and stuff like that, they've been under fire for not having a diverse enough cast. It's like, hold on. Are, are we not allowed to have our own preferences when it comes to dating? No, you're not. Yeah, we not are. Not anymore. <laughs> like, and isn't that such an oxymoron? Because that sounds Isn't that literally what the whole gay rights movement was about? Preference. Was about your preference? Yeah. And now, now you're getting mad at people for having preferences? Because they're different. Because they're straight. <laughs> yeah. But if if a gay person was on these shows and was only attracted to a particular race or gender fine. as they are, that's as, fine. That's but if you are heteronormative, that's wrong? Yeah. Because you're heteronormative? That's it? That's the only stipulation? That's the same reason why... And here we go political again. Doesn't make it's any the sense. the same reason why you need to apologize for the sole purpose that you're white. The yeah. color of your skin is the only reason. It's the only thing that matters. That sounds racist. Right. But it's not. Apparently. Not. You can't be racist against white people even though you are discriminating against them based on their if a store Race. refused you because you were white, I feel like there wouldn't be a problem. There would be no backlash. No one there would, would be, be no mad. problem. There'd probably be no media coverage. Nope. It makes me want to conspire with somebody and, and start discriminating against white people everywhere they I go. know, right? I hate white people. My my brother's my brother's wife. Too bad I'm white. Sister's I can't, husband. I can't, this, <laughs> I, can't, I can't affect change because I'm on the wrong side. Yeah. And it's not by any choice I've made. It's just because I was born a certain way with a certain tint of skin. Yep, your pigment. The pigment in my skin disqualifies me from commenting on a discussion, which is, by definition, racism. Yes. My brother's brother-in-law, mm -hmm. my brother's wife's sister's husband, is black. <laughs> and he pretty much hates black people. Oh, yeah. He hates the narrative that it's... He's like, what? This is dumb. Yeah, it is. And it's... But it's so fascinating that it's preference as long as it's conformative to what you think. As long as you're a minority, yeah, you can have your preferences. Everyone else has to be accepting no matter what. Because you're... And this has been the case all the way back for a decade, decade and a half. Yeah. Um, back when Utah had the, uh, the gay marriage debate and the laws that were put in place banning it. Um, the reason the law went into place is because people were saying you have to accept this as good. That gay marriage is good. And I voted my conscience and I said, I, I can't say that it's good. I religiously don't believe that. Mm -hmm. And then they overturned it. And it's like, no, you asked the question, is it good? And I said, no. That's the I will question. never vote that it is no, that, that it is yes. I will never say that it is good. Do I believe that the government has the right to restrict that kind of stuff? Uh, 
legally I can kind of separate myself from that. Morally, I have my opinions. Right. But I told my dad back when it passed, and then they started the appeals process. I'm like, there's no way it'll stay. I was like 15. No, no, I, I could vote. So I was like 19, 18, 19. It was, it was early times. <laughs> <laughs> but as I sat there, I'm like, there's maybe I was right home from my mission. 2008 sounds right. Um, but I told my dad, there's no way it'll stay. Because why? Because I can't think of a logical, law-based, legal reason to ban gay marriage. Mm. Because the government doesn't care. The government doesn't care what we do. So it didn't make sense that there would be a legal reason to do that. Mm. There are societal reasons why it's bad, in my opinion. Uh Uh-huh. And we can discuss those kinds of things, but legally, I, I, I didn't see a reason why the government could be allowed to ban that kind of thing. Because it didn't, there wasn't a victim. There wasn't a, a, a criminal ideology behind it. You know? Yeah. Like, no one is harmed by this necessarily. I mean, societally, yeah, there's, I believe there's harm, and that's my own personal belief. Right. But legally, politically, I, I, I didn't see a legal argument for it. Uh, later, I came to a societal legal argument, which is that marriage is the protection of the means by which children enter the world naturally. Um, but then we include, like, adoption and things like that into it. It... Marriage was supposed to be a social contract to protect children. So in a gay relationship, children can't naturally enter that. And so there's there's a disconnect there for me. Hmm. However, then you start talking about, well, can same-sex couples adopt? Personally, I have problems with that. But legally, I don't know that there is a problem with that. Like, I, right. I'm, I'm trying to find the puzzle piece that fits my beliefs but at the same time legally i don't think there is one right because again the government doesn't care (laughs) no (laughs) they don't care um so it's just weird Hmm. they're weird arguments right yeah but so i i spend a lot of time phrasing that particular thing about what marriage is the protection by the protection of the means by which children enter the world naturally that was the original intended purpose of it. Because when you had children, you took care of them. Like, back in the day, you have a child, you are responsible for that. Yes. Now, once the state started allowing people to give up their children, um, and part of that was because they were killing their children rather than uh, neglecting them or being forced to take care of them. And so we opened up this, like, well, that's bad. We, yes. we agree that killing children is bad. Yes. So the Catholic Church starts baptizing infants because people believe that you didn't have a soul until you were baptized. Good intentions all the way. Right. Um, and later it evolved to, like, we want more money as well. <laughs> Power. But, but at the same time, I, I can see that was one good intention of the change for the Catholic Church. But then we start opening orphanages so people can just drop off their kid that they can't or don't want to take care of anymore. Um, And we have to find a way to take care of these kids. We start adopting. 
And so it's become, it has evolved into this super complex thing where in origin, originally marriage was the social contract between a man and a woman so that you had to take care of your kids because socially you were expected to do that. And if you didn't, you were shunned, you were discriminated against, people didn't want to do business with you. It was really bad for you socially if you neglected your responsibilities. And I think we've, we've really traveled way too far away from that now where you don't have to take care of your kids anymore. Like even, even people that keep their kids, they don't actually take care of them anymore. They'll just send them to school. They send them to daycare. It's basically babysitting. Send them to daycare at one-year-old. One-year-olds in daycare oh. all day long while both parents are at work. Uh, that can't be healthy for a kid. And we're seeing that generation right now. <laughs> and I think we all have criticisms of the generation. We're seeing the right issues now. that are coming <laughs> from that generation. <laughs> so... Yeah, now, now the situation has gotten more complex, and so as a government body, marriage no longer has the same meaning that it had back in the day. Yes. And while we, like as religious people, we still believe that that is the way it should be, uh, when the government gets involved, things always get more complicated and get screwed up. <laughs> yeah. The Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a spiel on that. Oh, that was interesting. But I was really passionate about that because I, I had I, f- I feel very passionately about that. I feel like children are entitled to be raised by a mother and father who love and care for each other and for their children. Hmm. I like how that was phrased. Very nice. <laughs> I, I didn't hit it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> to birth within the bonds of matrimony. Uh, there are a few other phrases in there I, I, I skipped out on. Um, but because I, because I believe that, I then believe that as society, we have an obligation to make sure we encourage those things to occur. Yes. You know, and I think societally, I think we've gotten away from responsibility. Yeah. Especially when it comes to children. I even have a problem with this. I farm out a lot of my responsibility to school to yeah. teach my children. And it's come to my attention, Lily needs full-day kindergarten because she is not, she can't recognize letters. She can sing the alphabet, and so I kind of like, oh, oh she can sing good. the alphabet, she's good. She's good. No, she can't no. recognize them. She doesn't understand that sounds are associated with letters. So every night now, we sit and we go through an alphabet book. We say the letter, we look at the letter, we say the sound the letter makes, and then we give an example of... Uh, a word that starts with that. So, so what you're saying is personal responsibility. When raising your kids, it needs to be a home-based, school-assisted program. That's exactly what it's supposed to be. Hmm. Interesting. And, uh, just like everything else, we <laughs> kind of tend to lean the other direction. Yeah. Well, I mean, people I would say are inherently lazy. If I can get someone else to do it, how many entrepreneurs? I was telling Teddy, the best way to find money. And how to make money is figure out something to do for other people that they themselves don't want to do. <laughs> and you make it a price that is like, yeah, I'll pay for that. Yeah. I'll pay seven bucks for someone else to clean my car. You know, you figure out that's we inherently, if we can find someone else to do something for us and it's at a reasonable price, we will absolutely do it. Yep. Fast food. I don't have to make food. <laughs> yeah. Who cares how unhealthy it is? It's, I didn't have to make it. It's seven bucks. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. I don't even have to get out of my car to get it. All I have yeah. to do is pull up, roll down my window, which now it's like, I don't even, I don't have to do that. I no. walk in and say, I ordered this. Boom, there it is, done. No, you don't you even have to do that. You can have it delivered anywhere. To your house. To your house, for an to extra, where you work. For an extra 10 bucks, you can bring it to me. And I don't have to do anything. So wow, people amazing. inherently are like, if, if I don't have to do it, yeah, I'm absolutely not going to do it. Well, that's where every trade came from. Yeah. Back in the day, everybody did everything. You fixed your own house. Yeah, you built your own house. If, if Everyone I learned, built their own house. If I learned anything <laughs> from Little House on the Prairie, it's that if you asked for help, you were weak. Men did not ask for help because you were considered weak and you couldn't do it yourself. You that were not bad. You're a responsible not a man. man. You were not... You need uh, help? You were not a good father. Yeah, you need help? What yeah. kind of a man needs help? And now it's like, well, you build my house for me. Yeah. You fix my problems for me. I'll yep. pay you to fix it. There it is. I'll just pay you. I'll pay someone else. Yeah, self-reliance is kind of out the window. Yeah. And, yeah, I think you make an interesting point about that. Back in the day, you had to be self-reliant. Yeah. Not just because there wasn't somebody who could just run over and fix your outhouse. Can you imagine if someone came over, if someone started marketing back then, it was like, I'll fix your outhouse for you. Like what? I'll, no, I do my own. Can, wait, you want to charge me? How much? You want me that? to pay what? To fix? No, I'll just do that. I'll just do it. It's fine. <laughs> just do it. It's not a big deal. But now there are Stuff very happens. few things that don't aren't offered by somebody else. You can hire somebody to do everything. You can hire somebody to clean your house. And unfortunately, the most important things, it's no different. You can yep. pay someone else to take care and to raise, raise your, your children. kids. Which is arguably the most important thing. And you can pay someone else to do it. And then you wonder why that kid has connection issues. Because my parents didn't have enough time for me. I'm not bashing on the people who have no time for their kids. You have circumstances, but if there you're are doing definitely it... definitely legitimate circumstances. However, I will not hesitate those are exceptions. to say that those are the exceptions. And there are absolutely people who are being lazy and just not doing it because they don't want to. I don't want to. I can't. I can't mentally handle it. Well, then why did you have kids? Yeah. If you because they're fun accessories that I can talk about with my friends. Yep. Children have very much become accessories to adults, and that is a messed up world for a kid to live in. Yeah. You wonder why they lash out and need attention. They don't. Not get even it. a little. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't wonder about any of it. Like the. Even the, like the Columbine and the the kids, the child shooters and school shootings and stuff. Mm -hmm. I I have no question on where that comes from. It comes from a lack of parenting. It comes from a lack of community. And with going online and doing everything online, it's gotten worse. And yeah. this last year, it has gotten insane. And people think that, oh, things have gotten better. There will be less school shootings when we come out. You're kidding yourself. It will start right back up. Yeah. Once we, you know, allow our kids to actually go back to school and start interacting with each other and getting right back into those same situations, if you are not on top of what your kids are doing, then it will start right back up again. Yeah. If you are not taking the time. And maybe actually, maybe it will go down because people were forced to take the time. Yeah, that's true. To, well, to be with their kids. Home, domestic. Um, domestic abuse. Went abuse up skyrocketed. Because now, wait, you mean I have to take care of my kid? 
They're annoying. I just want to smack them. Now you don't know how they teach your Don't let your children feel. do anything. Don't let your children annoy you. Don't let them do things that will annoy you. That's uh, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Don't let your kids do stuff do stuff that bugs you. If it bugs you, tell them. Stop the behavior. Don't put up with it just because it's not a big deal. It's fine. It's whatever. Like, you know what? Please stop doing that. Because the last thing you need is to be annoyed by your kids and to resent your kids. Yeah. Oh, and obviously that leads to sometimes to despotic ruler and tyranny in, in yes. your own home. So there is a check and a balance there. But at yes. the same time, either either you need to wise up and stop letting it annoy you or address it with your kids. Yeah. But when I had kids, I realized that I am now a shell for them. Yeah. What I want is now secondary to what they need. Yes. And unfortunately, not what they want. Not what they want. What they no, need. what they need. Uh, yeah. I once heard something that said, raise your kids to be people that you want to hang out with. That you want You're to do really with. good with Ben. <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> I Penny, literally come home and want to hang out with them. <laughs> when I put Penny to bed, she says, can I have Appa? Oh, we have a little stuffed op, and I'm like, don't tell the others, but you're my favorite child. <laughs> exactly. And then Bobby, like, reaches for Snivy, which is a Pokemon. And I'm like, don't tell the others, but, like, you're my favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Raise your, yeah, no, that's but awesome. Raise, raise your, your kids, kids to be so people, people you want to hang out with. You want to hang out with. Yeah. Actually, hang out with kids. There are things that, like, instead of being annoyed, and there are things that, you know, can be annoying, but. I was gonna exercise. I was like, oh, I'm gonna exercise. I'm gonna get fit. I'm gonna get ripped. I'm gonna be yeah, awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna get up. The alarm came off, and one of the girls came in and was like, "Can I lay with you?" Oh yeah, that's like the you ultimate. Can absolutely. I don't have to get up. <laughs> because when I'm on my deathbed, am I gonna say, "Wow, I wish I worked out more"? No. Or am I gonna say, "I wish I, I wish I let her lay down with me"? Yep. I've run into a couple moments like that with my kids. Yeah. When, when I'm so busy and I'm doing all this stuff and my son comes up, Daddy, can we play a video game? Ah, oh, not right now. I'm really busy. And then after a few times of that, I go, what am I doing? What what just happened? I want to play a video that, game. That, <laughs> right? That happened at the last year's Daddy yeah, Day. let's do it. It had been a week. We were up there a week. Like day four. Yeah. I looked over at Penny and went, I have spent no time with her. I have been on my phone yeah. playing apps. I have been doing this. I have spent no time with her in the time that I have been with her 24-7. I have seen her 24-7 and I have done nothing with her. What am I doing? <laughs> exactly. And it's like, okay, that's gone, that's gone, that's gone. That's... Yeah. That's that's a harsh reality when you realize that you haven't spent time with your kids. Yeah. And you've been spending it on your phone. That is a harsh reality. That is a devastating moment to have in your life. Yeah. Hopefully you can Hopefully learn from you it and catch stop it. it soon enough that it's not ten years from now. That you, you suddenly know? realize. Or it's like, well, you didn't pay attention to me before. That's why I won't I won't buy an app on my phone. I won't buy a game on my phone. I won't spend money on anything on my phone because at least I can keep my money from being wasted there. Yeah. Even if it does suck my time sometimes. Gosh. Don't get me started on app games. <laughs> I have a horrible opinion of them. 
they I are, have an even lower opinion of people that make them. They are meant for one purpose, and that's to get your attention. Every app asks, can we send you notifications? Every time. And app games tether you. Oh, if you don't log in at this certain time, you miss this. Now, Duolingo does that, but you're learning. It's an educational thing. Yes. It's kind of smart. It can be a positive influence. It can influence. be, yes. Or there are some of them like exercise ones where they'll notice that you haven't moved. Like for people who sit at desk jobs and stuff. It's like, there's get an up, app that says, move around. Hey, your phone hasn't moved in 20 minutes. Get up, move around, do some jumping jacks. Go walk around the, the cubicle or something. That's beneficial. Those are great. Collect are this bonus energy. Exactly. What does collecting bonus energy do for me? Absolutely nothing. nothing. If that that the worst realization and that's actually is, one of the reasons I stopped playing Galaxy of Heroes. Right? Not even just phone apps. And I I, I, I love video day, games. Times a day. But you think about it, there are times where I've lost memory. You know, a game doesn't lost the game time. gets corrupted. And you can't play it. Oh, and you're like, yeah. I have spent 80 hours on this game and I have nothing to show for it. Yep. In no way has it bettered me or my kids or anything. Yep. It was a complete waste of time. A lot of times uh, lately, if I have some downtime, I'm literally doing nothing. I'm laying in bed. I can't sleep. Uh, last week I was sick one day. Um, I don't know if it was on my eight, but I just, I was on the toilet all day. <laughs> uh-huh. Um but I was just laying in bed. I'm like, I'm so freaking bored. I don't even know what to do. Like, I couldn't think about the normal stuff like Lego sets or Star Wars stuff or anything. Like, none of that was was helping at all. I just uh-huh. needed something to get my mind off my pain. And so I downloaded a game. And I played it for about an hour. And then I deleted it off my phone. I'm done. Yeah. It's like, I just needed to get my pain off of it. It calmed me down a little bit. I got out of my funk. And I deleted the game so I never go back to it. And I don't do the progression stuff. I don't do the daily tasks. I don't do the daily bonus energy stuff. I don't do any yeah. of that stuff. It's gone. I have. I don't have any game apps. Really? Anymore. Did you get rid of Galaxy? Uh-huh. Really? I am off Galaxy. Oh, my I'm gosh. off Pokemon Go. Dude. It's... Way to go. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's hard. There are times where it's like I have oh, a couple games on my on phone stuff. still that the kids can play, but yeah. they're not the daily check-in stuff. If I don't even have those, but if I did, it would be like Doodle. You turn it on, and they can draw on my phone. Yeah, that's it. You could save that. Hill climb racing. I have that one. Yeah, the kids something are on that. The they, kids like to play. Yeah, it's it's unending. I don't it play just, it. Yeah, you know it's. But just, then you die and you're done. That's it. Yeah, redo. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you start. You, but at this point, I don't no have any. The biggest thing I have, maybe close to it, is I have Duolingo, yep. and then I have like the PlayStation app or the Destiny app that is collective with the PlayStation. Okay. It's not a game by itself. Right. I have not, none of those. Yeah, I'm. Uh, there are times I'm like, oh, I'm sure there's some pretty I'm cool Pokemon around here. Starting to get sucked into social media again. Yeah. Facebook is calling me too much now. So I'm about to the point where I'm going to delete it off my phone. I don't have that. I don't and even have YouTube. I, I don't I don't think I need Facebook anymore. I, I have YouTube only for... Yours is a business app. Yeah. That's different. I, I watch YouTube to watch YouTube. Am I going to miss trailers? Yeah, but I don't like watching trailers anyway. Yeah. It spoils the movie. So as I'm <laughs> sitting there for That's the funny. fifth hour watching YouTube, it's like, what am I doing? 
Nothing. So social media, I've lived without it before. I don't need it. I have Messenger in case someone from Brazil wants to talk. There you go. I keep that. But Facebook, gone. Instagram, gone. YouTube, gone. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I even use Facebook for. Anyway. Like, I use it to... Because, and this is the it's same the reason people talk about, you know, back in the day, people didn't have their phones. But if yeah. you look at pictures, they had newspapers. Everyone read the newspaper because we as people want to look busy. And when you're scrolling, you look busy, you're doing something. Just sitting oh around, you feel like you're wasting time. Even though scrolling is what's wasting the time. But you feel like you're busy. It's the, it's the imitation of productivity. I'm doing something. Yeah. And I watched this funny video. There's no way it doesn't come from the fact that for, you know, thousands of years, we literally had to do that or we died. Yeah. Like, you had to be productive with your time or you died. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It's like, how is it that we have we are the most technologically advanced now, yet we are the most busiest that we've ever been? That doesn't make sense. We have all these things that do not. stuff for us. It's, it's, it's an illusion. It's garbage. We feel like we're busy. And yeah. that that fills that fills that that need oh to look gosh. busy. I I look around at the world and I'm like, there is a reason why, if Ben continues down the path he's doing, he's going to succeed at everything he does, just because he's willing to not sit on a computer or sit on a phone, and he's willing to just get up and do something. Yeah, he's going to be ahead of half at least of the people that are out there. Because just because he's going to sit do down, it. he's going to do the job. While his neighbor, the guy sitting next to him, is on his phone. Yeah. And Ben's going to sit down, he's going to do his job, and he's going to get it done and say, okay, what's next? I'm like, done. you're already done? Yeah. You usually take somebody all day. Like, well, why does it take him all day? Yeah. It's fine. And then he's going to become invaluable. Like, and he's, he's going to move hard, up to the company. He does the job. There's, when I look at it, when the definition of a hard worker is just somebody who works. Yeah. Just does it. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to work hard anymore to be successful. No. You just have to work. Like, when I go to work, I work. Yeah. And I get it done, and my, my bosses go, good job. You worked. You got it done. It's ironic. Yeah. You, you talk about that. I, I have felt such a waste of time mm-hmm. on phones and stuff. I, I'm, if I did not need maps to get to addresses for the job, you switch back to a flip phone. I would switch back to a flip phone. <laughs> yep. I've it would that purpose before. would be a text and a phone call. That's yep. what I need it for. I've gone as far because I've wasted time. I my data for the internet is turned off. Really? Because I can lose time looking at things online that doesn't really matter. It's like, well, yep. what is what does this mean? Oh, I'll just Google it. Yeah. There goes ten minutes. Because yeah. I get sucked into the what's happening in the world now. Wait, Breath of the Wild Two has a new announcement. Oh, I gotta read this story. So I'm to the point now that I'll still get it out. I'll look at it and it'll say you're not connected to the to the internet. You know, you're not connected to data. And I go, yep, that's right. Uh, yep. Put it away and go back to work. Or go back to what I'm doing. And Although, like, uh, uh, did you stop? Did you not watch Bad Batch at work on Friday? I did. <laughs> You did. <laughs> so the, there, the there rationalization are for that there is I'm at lunch. For sure. So I watch Merlin during lunch. Oh, but that's okay. it. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Uh, you'd still need no. to unwind. See, it's it's when you are now wasting time because 
I'm, we have taken, we have tried to take away electronics from the kids as best as we can. We still watch a little too much TV, but we have time frames that we watch it. Yeah. And at seven o'clock each night, we shut everything down, and have reading time. Nice. And that's when I sit down with Lily and go through the alphabet, and the kids just open up books. It's ironic. It's you can tell so when important. they've watched too much TV. My girls, when we're like, okay, we're turning it off, when they throw a tantrum, it's like you've been watching it for too long. Yep. All right, we'll turn it off earlier next time. Yep. It's going <laughs> to go off earlier. Yep. There well, are times I, 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 I'm torn. See, Penny Wednesday. will wake up early and show. Yeah. I'll be like, I'm going to put a show on for you so that you don't wake everybody else up. And then I go to work, so it's really up to Teddy to turn it off. Right. But I let her know, hey, Penny's in there watching this. Because then Penny, uh, Teddy can get sleep if she needs. You know, baby's been up all night. Right. If if Penny, you know, or any of the girls isn't watching, they're in there. I want breakfast. I want to eat. I'm hungry. I want the, 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 all these sure. things. And I want candy, which is usually what it is. It's like, it's 7.30 in the morning. You don't get candy. <laughs> Yeah, you don't get candy at seven thirty in the morning until you're an adult and you can make bad decisions on your exactly. own. Exactly, it's my I'm the one that's supposed to be stopping myself from doing this. <laughs> but it's yeah, limit limiting that amount. We she will ask to take pictures on our phone. Yes, my kids have a phone. They there love are no taking game pictures. apps on it. There is only the camera, and that's what they do. And I love to watch. See, most of them are garbage. Oh yeah, it's but so there garbage. are a few. And it's like, I'm going to save that picture forever. Yeah, because they're really they're funny. They're super <laughs> really funny. Really great or super cute. Yeah, Penny has one that she made up. She's making a face. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. this is okay. Yeah, it's really funny to let them borrow your phone and they do stuff. But, yeah. It's yeah, I need the, to. The games, that's when it gets. The games are bad. Facebook is bad. I mean, it's just. I don't need it. It is so horrible. It's absolutely horrible. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that was her. She's taking a picture of it. That's hilarious. Of herself. And <clears throat> it's... I think taking pictures is a great thing to do. I, I, builds, I've seen I, I feel like it that. inspires creativity. It does. Absolutely. What do I take a Learning picture that of? you can capture. You can okay. capture a moment. An image. Yeah. A, a, an idea. And then seeing, well... At first, they're taking as many pictures as they can. Oh, yeah. Everything. And then they're like, But then they start becoming more discerning. It's like, yeah. She she says, smile, daddy. Ben takes pictures of Lego guys. Ben does. He, and he, but (laughs) he doesn't just take a picture of Lego guy. Yeah. I've seen him. He positions them. He puts them in places. He's creating an environment for that Lego guy. story. And then takes the picture. Yeah. There's the creativity. There's his. What blew me away the other day is he came inside and said, He's like, Dad, I took, I, I got a, I got the picture of this guy. I'm like, okay, cool. And I look at it, and I see the picture, and I go to the next picture. There is no other picture. He I spent bet. 20 minutes outside to get one picture. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you are a freaking artist. This is brilliant. Right? Because you're not taking 100 pictures and then going back afterwards and figuring it out. No, you got Which it. Which one do I want you better? You figured out how to get it I right. I want this one. And he, I, I don't know if he deleted them. I'm assuming that he probably deleted ones. Of, oh, that's not good. Delete. Yeah. Do it again. Not go back and fix it, but do it again. Get it right. And like, okay, let's move this, this is where the good directors come from. Because they look at it and they go, no, do it again. Then they go, oh, no, we'll fix it later. They're like, do it again. No, we're going to do it now. Do it again. Yeah. Do it again. The great directors all were like that. And actors hated it. Like, why again? You, again? Like, 
The Shining. He put that actress through heck. Yeah. <laughs> and you can see it in the movie. She's exhausted. She's desperate. It's like, because she was there for all day, like yeah. over 150 takes or something. She's like, I am done. Like, this is, I can't do this. She's like, that's what I wanted. That's what I need. That's, that's what right I need. Perfect. You kept, you had too much energy, <laughs> but your exhaustion was unbelievable. It's like, okay, yeah. wow. Now man. you're actually exhausted. That's horrid. I can believe it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it's, it's knowing how to get the performance to get the, the art that you're trying to get across. And now, obviously, when you're dealing with people, there needs to be some ethics there. Yes. But when Ben is working out there with a Lego guy, and he's out there for 20 minutes, and he gets one picture, but he's exceptionally proud of that picture. Every leaf is in place. The every molecule of the Lego guy is in the position he wanted it to be in. Excellent. Perfect. I see. I see nothing at all wrong with doing that. I get blown away at the things like Asia for a birthday. Or they could the blow twenty minutes on a, on a stupid game on phone. On a game that does nothing. Asia got magnet tiles. Yes. For her birthday. Yeah. They've built cars. Yeah. They'll build houses, oh and it's gosh. like. Oh, Don't you get so go. proud of that? Yeah, <laughs> Penny brought over this. We had one that it's got a box with wheels. Yes, and she used the triangle pieces to build a car, a hood, and everything. And a triangle. Oh and my I'm gosh! Like, she's like, "Look, Daddy, my car!" And it's like, "That's amazing!" Whoa! <laughs> and it's it's. I come from a family that's not very expressive. Uh -huh. We have a hard time expressing our emotions, and so that's something I'm working on, being excited for her. Yeah, I've really done tried to do that with Asia. We're potty training her. She's potty trained. Yeah. Because she would oh, go potty, Teddy would so call me daddy. and say, okay, tell daddy what you did. Like, I went pee in the toilet. Oh, and I it's like, if Ladiva got, when, after Asia got potty trained, Ladiva was like, okay, <laughs> I really got to do this <laughs> with a, with a man. But it, she, she would do that same thing. I bet she got it from Teddy. Probably. That's awesome. But it's, you get incredibly excited because yeah. then she's like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is good. Yeah, I like the praise. We all want to be praised. We all, well, we all want to be patted on the head and told said good boy. Um, Jordan Peterson talked about that in his book, too. We all just want to be patted on the head and told we that we're a good boy. Good. <laughs> well, we you're a good boy. We want to be told good job. Good job. Yeah, yeah that's... Your hair yeah. And said, good job. That, that's what it is, yeah. yeah. Teddy's... That's right. Teddy was listening to 12 Rules. Was she? Yeah. She hasn't told me about it, so this is... No, that's literally what he said. You want to be... You want your hair rubbed and said, good job. Good job. Yeah, I for a while, I to train myself to praise the kids, I literally did that. Good job. Because it's so weird to do. Huh. But then after a while, you find what's natural, and then you finally are able to get that. So you started with the extreme habit, yeah. but then fell into the good habit. That, the, the, the common, not awkward <laughs> habit. Because uh -huh. like exactly. rubbing, rubbing my daughter's head. Good <laughs> job. Good job. Good job. And being, but also being sincere about it. Exactly. Yeah, and I guess it's learning me. that sincerity and remembering to make sure you're portraying it. So, I feel you know, we like all want that. And that's. Yeah. And, you know, going excellent. back to people doing stuff for you, when your kid is one year old and in daycare for the, for the reason that you don't want to raise your kid, you miss what? Them crawling, them walking, them talking. I am jealous of Teddy when she says yeah. she took her first step. I'm like, and I missed it. Yeah. She started talking, and I missed it. And there are parents who just, I can't mentally handle taking care of them. 
And so they miss that stuff that that kid but needs to be. you would give be. anything to and be there I'm not for. a doctor, so, you know, whatever. Sure. I feel like they need that praise, you know, to have their head rubbed, to tell them they did a good job. Yeah. Because that, that makes you feel important and everybody wants to feel important. That's what How to Win Friends and Influence People said. Yeah. Everyone wants to feel like they're important. Kids especially. Yeah. If they can't get it from you, well, they'll do other things they'll and try get other it things until they feel that get it somehow because I want to feel like I'm they'll important. They'll play a video game because they feel important. I get an achievement. Because you get an that achievement. means I'm good. I get on social media. I get likes. That means I'm important. The amount of likes and shares that my posts get is what determines whether or not I'm important. The other day I realized I hadn't checked my YouTube statistics in a week and a half. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was so happy. And I looked back and I went, did anything in my life change? No. Yeah. Like, except that I wasn't worried about that. Yeah. So now whenever I happen to see it, it's like, oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, when I first got Instagram, I got sucked into, and Facebook, I got sucked into how many friends I had. They're designed to do that, yeah. And how many likes. It's like Instagram was like, oh, I post something about the girls. I have 200, I don't even know, something like 250 friends, and I get 23 likes. Yeah. It's like, well, I have to do more. Like, do I, though? And it's. That's why I got rid of it. It's like I, I'll just I'll enjoy it. I don't need anyone else to tell me that it's a good thing. Yeah. The fact that we baked a cake together and got frosting everywhere. I don't need everyone else to tell me. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. You know, this is ending. You're talking about it. Like I know I have like an Instagram and a Facebook page for my YouTube uh -huh. thing and whatnot, and I'm sorely tempted just to get rid of them. And say, so, you know what? I don't need this. Like, and I think there may be something to be said for the exclusivity. Yeah. Like, you want to talk to me? This is where you go. Yeah. There's no such thing as cross-pollination across these things. Like, I know some people make money on Instagram and stuff, and it's like... The people who make money off of Instagram usually make money off of something else first. Right. And for me, like, I don't... I don't see it. So, so I'm looking at it and I'm like, why do I need five different ways for people to contact me? It's become a headache for my contests. Yeah. Because I get people contacting me on Instagram and getting me here. on Facebook Messenger and getting me on all these other things. And I'm just like, I need to slow it down. I don't think people need direct access to me all the time. No. I mean, people like it and I, and I get really good fans out of it's it. It's convenient. And it's convenient for people to get a hold of me, but it's not convenient for me to respond. It's not convenient for me to have my time demanded by these people. And that's not to... I have fans, which is weird. Yeah. But but the fact that these people can contact me anytime, it's like, why am I doing that? I need to whittle it down and decide what I really need. Like, yeah. Do I, do I even need anything? Like, it's good. The problem is it's really good for me to contact other people, too. Yeah. And it's like, dang it. <laughs> right. But if I ever got to the point where I have like a million subscribers, it's like, I'm shutting all these other things down. Can you imagine trying to manage all that with a million oh, I can never do that. That's why people hire people to do it. There it is. Politicians and celebrities, they hire I'll people to run the social media stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll pay it's to have 20 it's people, 20 it's people take job. care of it. Oh, yeah. So for me, I'm sitting here going, 
maybe I do just get rid of the the stuff and go the exclusive route. If you're on my patron, if you're a patron, that's where it is. That's where you will get you all lose these. stuff. Yes, but yeah, I'll lose you'll people. Gain sanity. <laughs> I'll gain sanity, and there's an exclusivity that then comes into play where people are like, "We don't know everything about him." Yeah, we can't contact him all the time, and it almost uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, kind of thing. You know, yeah. it's like maybe people will actually be more interested. People will want to watch the videos because they can contact me anytime. Yeah, it's like okay, done. Yeah, I see nothing wrong and with that, and I'm, I haven't. I have an email, and I have the YouTube channel, and I see no reason to have all the other stuff anymore. And I'm yeah. just gonna have to message everybody there and say I'm shutting down my account because I don't need this. I need I to found concentrate a better more way on my to family. manage my time. There's a better way to manage my time, my communication. This is my email. Yep. There's no algorithm to fight with. You send me an email, I get the email, I can I respond. respond. That's it. There's no, hey, you didn't respond to this person yet. No. If I didn't respond, I didn't respond. Like uh, Facebook does that and Instagram. Marco like, Polo hey, does you it have, too. You have a message you haven't responded to. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get emails from get to Facebook because I don't get on Facebook. Yeah. I'll get emails. You have 63 notifications, which don't even have anything to do with me. Notifications are garbage. I he tried posted to do it on something over here. It's I, was, like, I was looking for cheap Lego on Marketplace. Yeah. It would say, hey, you have a new listing that might be available in this category. And I'm like, I had specific keywords set up for this alert. Didn't hit one. No. For like three days in a row, every one of them was garbage and didn't have anything to do with what I was looking for. And I'm like, yeah. I'm out. I'll, I'll get this, those notifications. It's like, this person posted in this page. It's like, that has nothing to do with me. But it, because I'm their friend, that's a notification for me. Then, because it's them trying to get you to come back. Yes. Take part in this because the more people it that is. look at it, the more I get paid. Yep. And that's and that's it. And I think, I think we're... We could keep going for hours. Yeah, yeah. Which is it's, the issue. It's super late. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't believe how late it is. Yeah, I've got 40 minutes to do my Duolingo or they're going to get mad at me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, I think we've talked about a lot of important things today. A lot of stuff. It's been great. And I think we've had some uh, possible life-changing conversations. Yeah, definitely here. for me. Yeah, me too. I've reanalyzed a lot of stuff. Get, I'm getting rid of I'm like, my okay. Instagram and Facebook for my Lego thing. Yeah, I, I, you know, I have, in talking about it, I have felt the decisions of staying away from social media, that confirmation that that's yeah. what needs to happen. When I, mean, I say, I'm I don't so, need it, it was like, no, you don't. I'm so proud of you for getting out of Galaxy. Uh, it's hard. I think about it I, every day. I understand. I do. Every time you showed me a new guy, it was like, like oh. That's awesome. The Bad Batch is there now? Yeah, it's like... Oh, yeah. That guy. What? Oh, I, I know, and I try not to say so much, but... And here's here's the crazy thing, is with Lego, I can get that fix. Yeah. And you I can have share a physical that fix. Guy. I did. My kids played for two days with, with all the new Lego sets that I built. Perfect. Played for two days. Jaren sat down and built for hours, helped me build the Imperial, the Light Cruiser for Moff Gideon. It was incredible. I was, I was so happy. It and, was physical. And, it was real. Instead of, you know, there were times oh where we're at Grandma's house and he's watching me play Galaxy. He's like, oh, wow, you died. It's like, wow, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and then you're annoyed. It does nothing. It does nothing but annoy me. So now it's like, yeah. 
I don't need it. I, I'm, I'm, it's, we're, we're still talking. It's, you know, yeah. we're going to close out the podcast right here, and we're going to keep talking out the door. Pretty but much. You guys have a great one. Hopefully you learned something from this. I may actually try to post this on YouTube. Yeah. Just the audio. And be like, we had some important conversations here. We had really good conversations today. I agree. It's so weird. It started out with the sequel trilogy, which is useless, but I think we really... We <laughs> <laughs> really got some good stuff. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. All right. You guys have a great one, and we will catch you next time. Next time.